0: Slop oh. Talk Radio.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind this curtain line, a gas concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, the and terror.
2: And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G., Welcome you to this episode of the show, our Thanksgiving Eve episode, brought to you by the Mad Monkeys' film pick of the week, The Good Son from 1993, directed by Joseph Rubin, or AKA Home Alone Part Two, the unmade sequel. We're going to be getting on with that <laughs> a little bit later on in the show, of course. But we are joined by the Bold and the Beautiful, the Goulbey Keith.
1: If I let you go. Will you fly. What? Oh yeah.
2: Oh everybody and welcome to talking to her you know who didn't think he could fly tony and he died those are people that died
1: <laughs> tony. <laughs> tony died tony died tony die. mrs torrance tony can't die <laughs> because he doesn't have wings
0: mrs torrance
2: <laughs> no 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 jim certainly found out his friend tony couldn't fly he died and his other friend got beaten to death in rikers <laughs> it wasn't a good week, <laughs> but of course, we we're also joined by, by, by the very same
0: bikers. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey. This is the hey there, Fright fans, Gold Geeks and Scream Queens, welcome to Talking Terror, the number one horror radio program in all of the land. Every Wednesday night, we come in your ears live with the latest horror news and horror movie reviews. <laughs> You just be sure to share the love of your favorite horror radio program by liking and subscribing to Talking Terror on both Facebook and Instagram, baby. What is up, my dysfunctional friend family?
2: Woo! Mm-hmm. Got, through yep. <laughs> Got through it this time. Got through it. Proud of you, monkey. Even with Jim Carroll playing in the background.
0: <laughs> Three more friends that
2: died. <laughs> <laughs> I do <laughs> Is that the Basketball Diaries? No. <laughs> so, uh, we are not going to be joined by the demonic dean this week or next week. Cause, uh, well, this week, Thanksgiving next week. Uh, he's planning on going to Yosemite like the plot of Halloween H2O. So we'll get his report in uh, two weeks about what it was like. Yeah, that's right. They were almost going to Yosemite in Halloween H2O. Which makes me think that's why the dean always wants to go there. Like, but they didn't know we did well, and, and all those people survived. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> nevertheless, we'll Sally Forth about them as we always do. There's plenty to talk fart? about. So... <laughs> <laughs> see, you got it. Yeah, see? See, you always get all about the it.
1: <laughs> all about all about the fucking Sally Forth thing, huh?
2: Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> Evil Ash likes the Sally Forth. You know? So yeah. <laughs> um, So we got plenty to talk about with horror news, plenty of of Scream 7 news for you guys who maybe haven't heard about that. we got a lot to talk about. Uh, But the thing I wanted to kick off the show with is I saw Thanksgiving on Saturday. Going to probably go see it again this weekend just because I fucking need to see it again. It fucking was Wow. A lot of fun, a lot of great kills. If you've seen the fake trailer, uh, there's a lot of Easter eggs in the movie based off of that one. Uh, It kind of loses some steam in the third act, like most slashers do. Um, But Mm -hmm. there was so many references to My Bloody Valentine and The Mutilator and Scream and Halloween. Like, Eli Oroff just fucking was like, you know what, I'm going to give the slasher fans what they want, which is a throwback to 80s and 90s slashers. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I I hope to see some John Carver masks for Halloween next year. So I think that would be a rad fucking costume. Super easy. And, yeah, I could definitely see people doing it. But, um. Yeah, well worth checking out, especially on the big screen. Um, so, if you guys haven't checked it out, cool. With monkey, well, not so much Monkey, but uh, cool. I know <laughs> you'll probably Monkey doesn't the go to the
0: movies because he doesn't like to pay for stuff. Monkey no. doesn't like to go to the movies. Monkey doesn't like to go to the movies. <laughs> no. Monkey <laughs> hates <laughs> the movies.
2: It's because the, the monkey is poor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only movies he watches are on a pirate ship. So that's why he doesn't go to the theater anymore. Um, oh so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I don't tell everybody what you do with your money. You bought a pirate ship and you watch movies on there. Who the fuck am I to judge? I'm to judge you, Yo, especially ho, when you're some oh, oh, Pony oh, captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, to
1: watch the video. <laughs> oh oh.
2: So there are plenty of other Thanksgiving things I want to talk about later on in the show, but I want to kick it off with what everybody. Well, I'm not sure about everybody, but a lot of people in the horror community are talking about right now. And that involves Melissa Barrera and Jenna Ortega, stars of Scream 5 and 6. Uh, It's looking like Melissa Barrera was fired uh, from the upcoming project, which, by the way, guys, the script isn't even written yet. Um, But she was fired off of the uh, project uh, because of some things that she had said on social media involving Israel and Hamas, which, oh, boy, better not have an opinion either way. Uh, so Spyglass released a statement following the reporting that Barrera had been dropped, saying that we are unequivocally clear on this. We have a zero-tolerance policy for anti-femism, anti-femism, or the incitement of hate in any form, including false references to genocide, ethnic cleansing, Holocaust distortion, or anything that flagrantly crosses the line into hate speech. Uh, so, I mean, she she had a tweet on Instagram um, that basically was comparing Gaza to a concentration camp and that uh, people can't escape and people aren't learning from history and this is genocide and ethnic cleansing. Um, you know, I, I don't know. For some reason, celebrities think that they could just use their clout and kind of just say what they want. And, I, I mean, I don't know if that was really hate speech, but, uh, you know, uh, what do you guys think about it, you know, as far as – because, I mean, Ezra Miller, he wasn't fired from playing The Flash – and uh, I think he's done a lot worse than uh, post. Oh, videos. man. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, you're Monkey
0: right. Ezra God, Miller God. did Monkey way Monkey. worse. But, uh, no, no, I'm just agreeing with the king there about, yes, absolutely. Ezra Miller did way worse. And, yeah, his hat should have been fucking locked up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but do you think it's fair that she was, Melissa Barrera has been fired because she kind of just used her platform to say... Uh, take a political stance. See, and that's the thing, though, with
0: celebrities is, you know, as celebrities, and if they're being insightful in some way, you know, that's what you're supposed to be doing as a celebrity is, you know, hopefully p- trying to put out awareness of world situations br- bringing people, you know, to light of what's going on with, you know, And, you know, just help trying to spread the good word, if you will, you know, about the way things, you know, should be in the world and, you know, the nastiness that you're seeing out there. It's just, unfortunately, it's like we're also in a world where, you know, everyone is too fucking afraid to offend anyone to where it seems like if anyone voices their opinions, then they immediately get shut down by, if it's not 100% agreed with, you know, by the masses. And it's... You know, a really bloody shame that, again, even the news media itself seems like it's getting afraid to actually tell the news these days, you know, without its own spin. It's like, the you know, the news is just supposed to be straight facts, no, no swing, no nothing, but at the same time, you know, still afraid to, you know, accidentally offend someone if it actually tries to tell the truth
2: hmm uh what do you where do you stand on this uh
1: goal i mean you know me man i'm all about it being
2: fair and balanced
1: you know because there's there's definitely no, no. sliding no 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 angling no no anybody None. ever profiting off of anything in this world in any way shape or form never no nope. I mean, come on now no 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 listen i i'm I monkey i know in a perfect world man and like You know, in in all the essence of innocence, the idea that the news is supposed to ever report anything other than what's profitable is silly. That's been going on for so many fucking millennia now, it's ridiculous. There's never been fair and balanced news. There's never been an actual ethical Mm -hmm. reporter or newspaper, ever. You can trace stuff back so far of how they slight things just to simply, you know, progress one thing. And shut down another, so I mean that 's just that 's society mm-hmm. in general, you know, and we 're seeing that in its full form right now because of the way you know the, the, the way things are carried about using the platforms that we now have at our disposal you know you 'll look at the internet, you look at how it 's used we 've seen it with the elections we 've seen it with our our political people at the moment you know and, and the problem is, is it's it's you know, they, they they want to say that it's a narrative. They want to say that it's it's this story that's being formed. It's this, it's that. The problem is, is it's yeah, it, it, infor- misinformation. Even if believed by a large portion of people, is still misinformation. You know, so yep. just because people believe that it's it's real or it's true, doesn't necessarily make it real or true. You know, there there are a lot of things going on overseas right now and a lot of things that people are seeing and reading and, and finding out on the Internet. Now, some of it is real and some of it is true. So I don't want to discredit all of it or all of them, but just as much of it is also misinformation. It's bent in a way, it's slighted in a way in order to, to make people feel a certain way or use certain terminology and say things that they may not necessarily know what exactly it is that they're expressing or how expressing this might hurt or offend other people. Um, Don't get me wrong. There's going to be plenty of people out there who just don't give a fuck. And they want to hurt. They want to inflame. They want to piss people off because, you know what, they feel like no matter what, they are in the right in this situation. You know, I've seen – you know, more video footage than I would have ever liked to have seen coming from over there of, you know, Middle Eastern people pulling children and women out of rubble. You know, small yeah. children flattened dead, <laughs> you know, watching them wrap up bodies so that they can just cart these bodies off. You know, there's a, there's a lot of fucked up shit going on over there, and both sides are really really not doing things in any right way here. So Mm -hmm. whereas I might not necessarily fully disagree with what Barrera has to say or think in the situation, she just shouldn't be putting it out there in the manner that she is without fully educating herself on everything first. You know, you are an actress. Mm -hmm. I know you want to use your, 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 what you feel is your culture's, version of oppression as a means of comparison but to then start throwing in comparisons and 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 comparing all of this stuff to things that occurred back in like world war ii when you're talking genocide on a mass scale the way it was i mean there just Uh really is no there's no comparison to any of that you know what i mean you really can't you can't do that um you know so as far as the studio doing what the studio is going to do well you know you know how they are these days. They want to put the fire out. They want to put the fire out before it even fucking started. They're like, yo, she said some shit. Five people complained. Let's stop it now and be done with it. I'm sure behind the scenes they're like, listen, you know, the movie's made money, but there's a lot of buzz going on. People really don't think the next one's going to be good. They already knew Ortega wasn't coming back. You know, if we're going to believe what they're saying, they knew ahead of time that Ortega wasn't going to come back. They knew this before the screen actors' Guild strike. So if that's the case, and they know they're not getting their big draw, actress back, then they're thinking to themselves, eh, you know what? Melissa Barrera, she kind of only works when her sister is involved with the storyline. Maybe it's not the worst thing to let her go, uh, and let's see, what, let's see what we can come up with without her. Now, I think no matter what, the next movie sucks. So that's just that's just my opinion, now, King. I know you didn't like five or six. You know, I, I yep. personally thought they were all right. Um, you know, better than two through five, uh, two through two through four. You know, but that's because three is like atrocious.
2: Well, you know,
1: hmm. what about you yeah. King? Where, where do you fall on this whole thing?
2: Yeah, it, it's just basically just exactly what you said. It summed it up perfectly, and I think that. You know, especially when you're a celebrity, you know, whether it's a major celebrity or a B-movie actress, like do all of your research possible before you get onto your social media platform and and say something. It just, it it takes a couple seconds, you know, maybe it'll take an hour for you to kind of read um, into what's going on there and and figure it out and be like, all right, you know what, I'm going to say something. I mean, it's about, you know, just kind of transparency, not transparency, but it's just about educating yourself. I mean, it's it's about as fun as when Gal Godot gathered up all the celebrities uh, when COVID lockdown started and she had all the celebrities sing imagine. Like the most fucking tone deaf thing that I had ever seen was that. I was like it, <laughs>
0: uh,
2: what? <laughs> I was like, This is the, the, like this is the most like and you're picking this song. Okay. So it's just I mean but
1: make it a better face. Yeah,
2: I mean, we we, we survived know, and, that
1: in the eighties, man.
2: Yeah, the, we, yeah, we just holding hands and everybody's going to come together. Um, and actually, because I, I was going to talk about uh, Ortega next, but I was looking up an article as you guys were talking, and apparently uh, Mosa Barrera has kind of broken her silence about this whole thing. Uh, and She wrote a post on one of her social media sites, and she said, as a Latina, a proud Mexicana, I feel the responsibility of having a platform that allows me the privilege of being heard. In North Florida, I've tried to use it to raise awareness about issues I care about and to lend my voice to those in need. Every person on this earth, regardless of religion, race, ethnicity, gender, sexual orientation, or socioeconomic status, deserves equal human rights, dignity, and, of course, freedom. She should have just said that in the first place. Probably just could have easily said that uh, before her first post. And she might still have a job, you know, working on Scream 7. Um, But I will agree with you, uh, Ghoul, that Scream 5 wasn't so bad uh, when you compare it to Scream 6. Scream 6 is, like, just hot trash, Scream Five, it's okay. I, I forgive Scream Five a little bit, um, but Scream Six, it's just you know, just the the killer's motivations were just so ridiculously bad. I was like, I can't believe we're here, and now all of a sudden, all these characters are uh, they cannot die, like they they have all uh, they're turned into mutants, and if you stab them to death, they're still going to come back. Like it was ridiculous. So. I was not a fan of that.
1: I agree Sick. with. Him. You know, I, know, I know we voiced that uh, you know, after seeing the movie. Mm-hmm. because Yeah, that, that was pretty silly.
2: It, it was just terrible. And, you know, it, it takes a lot for you to kind of see something like that and be like, oh, no, they're fine. Like, Dewey in Scream 1, he got stabbed in the back, plausible that he lives. Uh, one of the characters, uh, the core yeah. four in Scream 6, gets violently stabbed. Well, it's possible that, that we could have survived. I mean, you know, I mean, it wasn't like uh, the character in Scream 6 who got viciously stabbed uh, by two killers, and then he comes back and gives the thumbs up at the end. i think like, that's fucking retarded. i <laughs> just ridiculous. You know, like, come on. Like, you know, just, it's terrible. Um, but, yes, uh, like you were saying, also, about um, Jen Ortega, uh, she, uh, as of today, is out for Scream 7. She's uh, cited that uh, Wednesday, season 2, filming in Scotland. It starts in April of next year. It's going to go through the summer. She also has to do uh, Beetlejuice uh, uh, reshoots uh, for part 2. Uh, so I believe that more than I would believe her leaving in solidarity for Melissa Barrera, you know, because this happened before the writer's strike and the actor's strike. She was already talking about leaving the Scream franchise to go work on season two of Wednesday um, and also do the Beetlejuice two uh, reshoot. So I just, I'm not really going to miss them too much, you know, but I get like, what, you know, does it lead to, I mean, you know, like the Dean said in the group chat, I mean, Scream franchise is pretty fucking big. So you have to imagine that they might uh, keep going, but to me, I'd say, well, you have to do another reboot then because you can't really conclude a trilogy without the two core Carpenter sisters Unless you want to do the cold open where it's like, oh, my God, you guys, did you hear? Uh, the Carpenter sisters were just stabbed to death and their bodies were found. That must mean that the killer is back. Oh, and then, oh or, no. he said, <laughs> or,
1: or Or do they hire people that kind of look like them from behind <laughs> and just do the – the kill like on screen but you never really see their face you never know for sure if it's them so now of course that will leave the door open for when scream like 10 or 11 rolls around you could always bring one or both of the carpenter sisters back
2: oh you have to do that with when they're just out of focus just out of frame oh my god is that you yep. sam is that your sister and all of a sudden ghostface shows up and stabs them both to death oh my god no they're both dead well, you don't know that. That was done by off, you know. You don't know. I mean, that was just off screen. I mean, they were out of focus. You don't know. They could have survived. They,
1: they could use a little. They could use a little person to play General Ortega. You know, like it'll
2: be <laughs> it's just gonna be uh, you know that the uh, the one guy that does all, Warwick Davis. They just put him in a wig, and he's just running down the street with you know heels wig on. <laughs> Is that Warwick Davis? No, I'm pretty sure that's Jenny Ortega. No, I oh, think that's. Or oh, we could get uh we can get a uh, deep Rob. Oh, there you go. That's even better. You know, it's just like it, that's the uh, oompa loompa from Woy Waka No, no, that's that's See? Jenny Ortega. <laughs> you know, clearly uh, it's a deep Roy. Sorry, not gone.
1: Rob Roy. Deep Roy.
2: Deep Roy. Roy. Yeah, Rob Roy was a pirate movie. <laughs> well, oh boy. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. i I, I say
1: what they should do with seven like i was telling you in the group chat you know i i think Mm -hmm. that uh you know uh, as as Everybody should know that that does listen to the show. We actually do all communicate. You, you would never think it the way we talk with each other on the show. You know, we're all always oh, so yeah. surprised by what each other say. But we actually do communicate all the bucket time. Um, but, yeah, like I said <laughs> on there, I think since we're at the seventh Scream movie, we might as well do exactly what Wes Craven did with the Nightmare movies. And you make nightmares, you make new Nightmare. So now we have new Scream. You know, we'll let this be a full-on meta. We don't have, you know, characters. We have actors and
2: actresses. I mean, yeah, and like I said in the, the group chat, yes, folks, we surprisingly uh, do talk. We don't just shockingly talk to each other on here. Um, but, uh, you know, Scream 3 kind of went in that direction, not fully. It did not embrace the meta like New Nightmare did. But I don't know if I'd want to see that. I think I would just be too exhausted with Scream at that point. Be like, oh, so now they're just going to go New Nightmare. We as horror fans who have seen New Nightmare would be like, oh, like, first of all, Wes Craven's fucking dead, and now they're just kicking his fucking corpse By making screen this whole fucking meta, where you're gonna have Skeet Ulrich being like, "Hey, I'm not Billy Loomis, right? Like, I'm not him. You know, I'm just I'm an actor." But then all of a sudden he fucking disappears and he puts on leather pants and the fucking ghost face mask. It's like, oh look, he's got leather pants and a a trench coat on now. Wow, that must be Fred. That must be the ghost face from our nightmares. Like it's like the script (laughs) is writing itself.
1: Or I mean, it is is here because you know, hear hear me out. (laughs) We could even take this a Mm. step further, right? And we can go and Mm -hmm. now finally marry together New Nightmare with this new version of Scream. So now we can combine the, 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 the actors of new nightmare, you know, who are the people who have flown like through. And now we don't need just the new nightmare actors. You know, we can take everybody that ever acted in sure. any of the nightmare movies and marry them in now with all the people that are remaining that are actors from the screen movies. I mean, obviously, without Melissa Barrera and, and, and Jenna Ortega, those, those two will be missing. Right. But well, you no. know, we can have Ian yeah. Panettiere. We can have Nef Campbell. Everybody can come back. I mean, this this, this means we'll yeah, have, uh, you know, David Arquette, WCW champion.
2: We could have him. I mean, you We know, <laughs> lives forever in our hearts, so why not in the uh, the Scream metaverse? I mean, that would be a great idea. See, for a second I thought you were talking about marrying New Nightmare mm-hmm. and Scream, and I was oddly on board for that for some reason. I was like, you know, I wouldn't mind that. You know, just have Robert. That's Inland what I thought, thought you were saying, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, as, no. As that's just, Freddy, no, I am. I'm
1: saying that as well. We take oh, all of it, okay. and we put it all yeah. together with Scream, with the Scream characters, and now we, we kind of marry that entire thing. We could have Robert England within the world of Scream, Freddy Krueger versus Ghostface. I mean, this, this could happen. Well, I mean, it really wouldn't be Freddy Krueger, though. It would be whatever that demon was in the new Nightmare movies versus whatever, like, person is dressing up as the Ghostface killer, you know, or and It could be the whole fucking cast. Just dressing up as the ghost, way to get a killer. It, we, the then, sky's the limit to this film, people.
0: Then you, bring in the, then you bring in the kid that was also caged in Pet
2: Cemetery because it's probably been forever since he's acted. Oh, Miko Hughes, yeah, he could definitely say. He just showed up in a fan film for New Nightmare, Dylan's New Nightmare. That's on uh, YouTube for free. So he, he is acting just in a fan film. <laughs> so, but he did show up as that character, Dylan Langenkamp, in uh, Dylan's New Nightmare. Um but yeah, just call it I'm screaming for a new nightmare. The total uh, fucking ultimate new nightmare. There you go. Right? It's, it's it writes itself like just like New Nightmare did. Wes Craven said the script is writing itself, so I mean we're just writing it, you know. <laughs> yeah, we could
1: get... go but here, we could we could go seventies with this, right? And we could be like scream, nightmare, scream. You know, something like that where
2: Oh
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> scream a new nightmare, you know? or A New Nightmare Screams, you know? Really fucking 70s it up. <laughs> really, you know, make <laughs> people fucking want. You get that on T-shirts. Like, oh, yeah, that it would just sell itself. But then you can get a guy that kind of looks like John Saxon, but isn't John Saxon. Like, hey there, Nancy. I hear Freddie's back, and he's facing off against Ghostface. Well, that's not John Saxon. That's just the guy that looks like John Saxon. They're pulling a Halloween kills on us. Oh, boom, but it is John Saxon. One of John Saxon's wigs. <laughs> Just a cameo by John Saxon's wig. <laughs> oh, No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, is that Is that I, a bad, just, just a bad comb over, you
2: know. Just some guy with a bad comb over. He's just talking like you know Charles Bronson meets John Saxon. Hey there, Freddie. You, uh, uh,
1: you got your nightmare <laughs> in my
2: scream. Nightmare <laughs> in my scream. <laughs> I'm having nightmares about Ghostface, and then Freddy shows up and kills Ghostface. I can't sleep. I need some Hypnosil. Like, yeah, man, like this, this, we need to write it. We need to make it, you know, get everybody back together. Robert Englund would come back for this one. He'd be like, you know what, guys? I'm on board. Let's fucking do it. I'm like, yeah, Robert England's in. We could just get somebody that looks like him to play Freddy. I'm sure there's a we lot of Bobby. cosplayers out there. that we get, get
1: Bobby, you know we're all set, bro. <laughs> like it's no, no well, deal. if you're calling him Bobby Everybody point, else we decided him. on in a heartbeat
2: Well, yeah like You don't have to put any of the makeup on You can just do what you did in New Nightmare You just paint a bunch of paintings And then you just mysteriously disappear at the end Because that's exactly okay. what happened in New Call Nightmare Monkey Monkey will handle all the business <laughs> end of stuff <laughs> mm. Wait a <I> fucking <laughs> check, Monkey I'm sorry, Robert, I don't know where it is <laughs> I'm going to fucking fight you up, Monkey Why do you have to be so mean, Robert? I thought you were a nice guy in person Oh, this is me coming out with my money. Don't fuck with my money. I'm
0: sorry, Mr. No, England. man. <laughs> I'll just be like, go, go talk to Mia Goth. She's a really good friend
2: of mine. She's got your money. <laughs> no, but that's—they're probably like best friends too. So you need to think of somebody that's like not on the map right now. And she, she probably is like good friends with Robert England. I'm just like thinking of like that would, you know, leadership. I wouldn't mind disappearing. <laughs> so, I don't or, or know what you hate them. about Mia Goth, is man. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jen Ortega. I would rather have disappeared much more over Mia Goth. Mia Goth is, you know, is a fucking good actress. <laughs> I don't want to see it disappear okay. anytime soon. I mean, I got to see the <laughs> third Maxine movie. <laughs> go, don't worry, don't worry. Don't the the, the, I the I third Maxine
0: movie will be her, done by the eyebrows. Bro. And, and,
2: oh yeah. well, yeah, she does need eyebrows. I mean, it's unfortunate that she just doesn't believe in them, but I mean. Come on, you know, once you see her titties getting sucked by Alexander Skarsgård and Infinity Pool, fucking changes your whole perspective on me, I you know? uh, <laughs> Nope, nope. say <laughs> <laughs> <think> so, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do say so, because I was there when it happened, man. I saw it, and I was like, yeah, me, God's getting some. And for some reason, I Alexander like Skarsgård's than like- a fucking dog leash.
1: Watching fucking Sloth get his titties sucked, you know?
2: I'd watch that. Sloth? I <laughs> <You suck. laughs> I'd fucking
1: watch that have movie. They made, have they made a Goonies porn parody yet? That I got to find out. <laughs>
2: Is
1: they, I'd I'd call it called, like,
2: Gropies or something? It's got to be a Goonies porn parody. Call it Gropies or know, I don't something. I do think so. I'd fucking watch that.
1: Everybody gangbangs Andy. Everybody gangbangs <laughs> their mom. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's hard time down here. Now, get on your knees, Andy. And, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Rosie. <laughs> Come here, Rosita. No. <laughs> time
1: to, time oh, no. Let me pizza.
2: <laughs> God, melts just skull fucks the shit out of Rosita.
0: <laughs>
2: wow, they are fucking going for it. <laughs> wow, this mm. Goody's storm parody is weird. <laughs> but I'm not going to turn it off. I got It's an hour and a half. I'm never going to get back, so we're watching it. Chug. <laughs> Chug, blow,
1: sloth. <laughs> <No>. uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're coming home I with me now, sloth. sloth. I
1: love you. do <laughs> you, you want from me, from me sloth?
2: You're going to come home and live with us, sloth, under my bed. Sloth, like that. No, you're going to be loving it hard with your face pressed into the fucking pillow tonight. I'm sloth, excited. Heidi holds the size of Monster <laughs> Balls, Mikey. <laughs> you know, and Data has to watch the entire thing. Oh, just gonna boy, he's going to be standing in the court. corner playing. He... <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you can get him back to be in it. <laughs> I know he just won an Oscar, no, but can you be in Raguni? He won an party? Oscar, man. He ain't doing that. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you know not have to tell him it's he's too a formality you're on the set. getting ready to get, ready to get on an Emmy set.
1: now for his fucking portrayal of Ouroboros Boris and Loki, man.
2: No. <laughs> So he's just raking in the rewards now, in the awards. So Good for him. You know, about time.
1: I hope so. He, um, he was really he, – seriously, he was, like, the best part of Loki season two. So, like, it's, in my opinion, anyway.
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't uh, I haven't watched any. I mean, I only watched, like, one episode of Loki, so I have to really watch that. Because I, I know the monkey keeps recommending it to me. You've recommended it to me. But, you know, I have to, I have to get on it. Because I think I, I like Tom Hiddleston. So, I have to okay. get around it one So – Backtracking just a hair. Let's see here. Damn, monkey comes in hard now. All of a sudden, holy shit!
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Home. Nineteen eighty-five. <laughs> Poonies with Sharon Mitchell, Amberlin, Heather Wayne, Kevin James, Mark Wallace, oh, and Kevin James. Jesus 1985.
1: Beat. No, we need it like updated, <sighs> man. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, you <laughs> we were asked if there was one. I was letting you know there was there, there was one. But yeah, I, yes, I agree was right. talking in, about uh, the high quality. You're talking about the high quality ones that have been coming out lately. <laughs> yeah, i yeah, are talking
2: I'll about know, wood rockets, like,
0: like, like the Star
2: Wars.
1: Know, like, the the, the well, that too, like yeah, like an actual truer parody, you know? Because a lot of those old '80s like parody movies had like zero like to do with the actual plot of the like the film that they were parodying. You know, it was more like they, they took a bunch of scenes and were like, yeah, this is the parody of the movie. And looking at you, know, yeah, keep like, ah. like the actual film.
0: Uh, un- unlike the very first porn I ever saw, which was
2: Sex Trek Two: The Search for Sperm.
1: Nice.
2: Did they ever find it? Yep, yeah, they found it. Oh, good! I was worried there for a second. I was like, I hope they don't leave you on the cliffhanger, or you have to wait for part two. Come on! <laughs> Come!
0: Come! Come. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what, it that's, that's what happened. Well, wow, monkey, you're spot on. <laughs> um, but, uh, all right, so a couple other things I wanted to talk about because uh, we all love NECA, uh, especially with Thanksgiving coming out this past weekend, which, by the way, um, was made for $15 million. Uh, It brought in uh, $12.6 million last weekend. Uh, this weekend, we'll see if it breaks in even more. I'm sure it will, especially with it being Thanksgiving weekend. A lot of people are off. A lot of people go to the movies. So. Is it a sequel-worthy movie? Eh, I'm okay if they never do another one. But, you know, uh, N.E.A. Uh, decided to get in on it with a collection of Thanksgiving John Carver figures. So pre orders being taken now. They're releasing an ultimate John Carver 7-inch figure, an 8-inch John Carver cloth figure, a John Carver 6-inch scale tuning terrorist figure, a John Carver plush, a turkey mascot that includes its detachable head in all the gore, and a T-shirt and John Carver mask bundle. So you can go on the NECA's website now uh, and get your pre-order in um, for those particular items. I might get the Toonie Terrors one because I, you know, it's only like fifteen bucks. But uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about guys, NECA uh, on November twenty seventh at twelve PM Eastern Standard Time, they're gonna be releasing a limited edition Alex Murphy ultimate figure from Robocop. This isn't Alex Murphy as Robocop, it's actually him before he got killed. So it's actually oh. Alex Murphy as the police officer. The figure will feature the likeness of Peter Weller of Murphy before he becomes RoboCop. It's highly articulated and comes packed with accessories like interchangeable battle-damaged bulletproof vest, battle-damaged right arm, battle-damaged hand, two sidearms that fit a holster, extra hands, and three interchangeable heads, helmeted, unhelmeted, and screaming. The figure will also come with a card signed by Peter Weller and is limited to 475 bundles. I put the images up on the Talking Terror page. Um, you know, I know it's a limited release, only 475, but, man, the figure looks good. There's never been an Alex Murphy figure before, so, you know, before he gets fucking turned into RoboCop. So, you know, if you're the really? completionist and you want RoboCop, then, yeah, this is That's the first so time wild. that they've really I done I totally them. thought that
1: there was a, a Murphy
2: figure. Not that I can find. I mean, at least not with the one with... Uh, uh, Peter Weller's actual likeness. This one is, like, licensed by Peter Weller uh, to be released, mm. but I couldn't find one, you know. just uh, I can only find RoboCop. So, you know, so maybe there is one out there, but I just haven't found it. Um, so we'll see what happens on that end. Um, we covered uh, the Martin Scorsese remake of Cape Fear right here on the show, and this week it's been announced that a TV series is in the work with Martin Scorsese and Steven Spielberg collaborating on the TV project. It's described as a tense contemporary thriller that examines America's obsession with true crime in the 21st century. In it, Storm is coming for a pair of married attorneys when an infamous killer from their past gets released after years in prison. I wonder if Robert De Niro is available. Because I would just love to see Robert De Niro just reprising his role. Like, hey, I know I died in escape case, but I'm I'm back. I've got to pay <laughs> off a lot of people. Because I just Reboot. got sued by my publicist, <laughs> and I also have a kid. <laughs> we we'll pretend like that never happened. <laughs> you know? Well, but uh, just, you
0: got to yeah. remember though, at the the end of Cape Fear, it's it's left open to where he possibly could have lived because his body's just laying there, and then it washes away. You don't, hmm. you know, it, you know, it's so it's left open to where it could possibly come back anytime.
2: Very true. I mean, you know, as far as like the character itself, I mean, they, they definitely could do, and then have somebody else, you know, play. I mean, that makes more sense. But I mean, you know, I'm not that crazy about the idea only because I watched the basic, uh, not basic, uh, Fatal Attraction. I watched that series when it came out of Paramount Plus. Oh, boy, no, no, just it should have stayed a movie. Just Joshua Jackson. I'm not hating on him at all or Wizzy Kaplan, but you know there's just not enough story for a series and that's the problem with it i mean i don't know if you guys uh, checked any of it out but when it came out i watched it yep. and i was like wow they just they're they're desperately trying to shoehorn a, a series <laughs> nah uh... nah <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like, right. I don't even know how you can, like, stretch that out, man. You know, except, to, like, just throw in a shitload more sex dangers. And, like, what are they going to do, hang out with the dog in the
2: park for a fucking shitload? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Lindsay Kaplan who plays the Glenn Close character, uh, murders uh, Michael Douglas's wife. I mean, it's not Michael Douglas, it's uh, Joshua Jackson. Uh, murders the wife and then uh, frames uh, Joshua Jackson for it. So he has to go to jail, and then he has to prove his innocence throughout the series about how this crazy chick that he hooked up with is actually a psychotic and killed his wife. So, yeah. Oh, that's fucking just, lame. <laughs> uh, yeah, it just, it, it went on way too long. And that's why I said it. It, it, it was as good as a movie, just not good to make a series out of something that's just kind of an hour and a half idea. Um, but, yeah, so it Fear. But it's interesting that, that uh, Scorsese's working with Spielberg. You know, it's the first time they've ever collaborated together because uh, – the series is going to be released for Amblin Entertainment, which is Spielberg's uh, company. So, I mean, I I don't know if I'd ever want to be in a room with both of them at the same time, just because Archie. I think the the amount of film talking they would do would make my head fucking explode. Because I've I've seen interviews with them both, and I think that yeah, I, my 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 brain would melt uh, just from hearing them talk about movies. Like, add Quentin Tarantino in there, and yeah. <laughs> you know, <I'm> dead. <laughs> Like, just the speed talking of Tarantino and Scorsese mixed with Spielberg just talking about how great his movies are. I don't know if I could take it. <laughs> guys, I need to get some air. You guys keep talking. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm just going to go outside. To listen to something else. <laughs> you know? um, so in the wake of this – early this year of five brand-new episodes that premiered on Netflix – is reporting that Black Mirror is coming back for a season seven. No casting okay. has been confirmed yet for season seven, but Variety understands the show is set to go into production later this year with Charlie Brooker, Annabelle Jones, and Jessica Rhodes believed to be returning as executive producers. Plot details and number of episodes are still being kept tightly under wraps. So if you're a fan of Black Mirror and you're looking forward to another season, you are getting one. Um, and I uh just became a fan just because of the ghoul recommending one episode from Black Mirror. I ended up watching the whole season and was kind of like, you know what, not oh. so bad. I don't know if I'm gonna watch the rest, but I know that I like it. Oh, that did one you watch season. the Tigers episode? Was it the Tigers I did.
1: episode? It was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was so confused
2: the entire time. Yeah, I was confused the entire
1: time. <laughs> like, I was like, how did I go from Demon
2: 79 to this? So I was like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> like, I didn't hate it, but I was I just like, call. oh, this is what they were talking about.
0: Yeah, you hated <laughs> it. We know you. We 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 know you. We're not, not going to go into it. Okay, uh, King, I would highly suggest you start from season one and work uh-huh. your way up just because Season one starts with a way lower budget compared to season three. Um, And there's a lot less known actors in the first season. And me personally, this is just me, you know, is I like it better when they weren't going with the star-studded cast of the later seasons. So it lets you concentrate on the actual story. Um, Mm -hmm. But the, the season one... Paired, like you know is a lot dirtier and grittier, and you know as they work their way up and stuff like that. But it's just definitely smaller, independent anthology show season one, and then it just as it gained popularity, they obviously gained more budget and spent it on better effects and bigger name actors. Ghoul, cool. what do you think, man?
1: Black Mirror, uh, listen, I think uh, you know, the actors really aren't what makes those stories, you know what I mean? It really comes down to yeah. the writing. And just like the Twilight Zone, you know, you can take a, a great actor and put him in a badly written Twilight Zone episode and you're like, well, that kind of sucks. It's disappointing. And same thing for Black Mirror. You know, some, some of the stories, when they, when they are on, they're fucking phenomenal. When they're not, it's like okay, you know. You, but thankfully, more often than not, they're good. So, so yeah, I, I have nothing but the highest recommendations for that show. I love it. But yeah, I think you. I do think, though, King, with your your tastes, I agree with the monkey that you will like the earlier seasons better than than you'll like the the more most recent ones.
0: Hmm. And yeah, you know, and I'm, yeah, I'm, and I, I'm more the show. And I would also suggest. Season two, I mean, season one, start with episode two as opposed to episode one. Hmm. Uh, Or, Ghoul, what do you think? Episode one, should we just throw them in there? Throw them into the fire? I think you just
1: watch the the show as it was meant to come out. Just just watch it as it's released. (laughs) Uh, I do get what you're saying monkey with that because they remember episode one. And, uh, it's yeah, it's yeah. just kind of fucked up. <laughs> it's really fucked up actually. But, but King's ready. You've, you've seen this kind of shit Yeah, before. okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, right, never mind, I, King. I've fucked up shit. The, okay, but <laughs> I yeah. think I can handle fucked up shit. <laughs> uh, At this point it's, it's in my life. life. Yeah, it's just go
0: go back and start from season one, and it's just just such a fun ride.
2: It really is. It's just such a good anthology show. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna try to to check it out. Um, yeah. Okay, so all right, so moving on mm. from Black Mirror, um, a new documentary called Thriller 40 arrives to celebrate Michael Jackson's Thriller four decades after its landmark release. The doc will examine the groundbreaking album, including the iconic music video for Thriller, A Halloween Staple. So, Thriller 40 debuts on December 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Showtime, and will stream on Paramount Plus for those who have Showtime and are subscribed. The upcoming documentary will feature never-before-seen footage and candid interviews, chronicling the point in Jackson's career that launched the singer into megastardom and created a pop culture phenomenon that has woven through the culture and continues to influence the world of music, television, dance, fashion, and more to this day, um, and I can vouch for that because I work at a place that plays music, uh, seasonal music, and uh, every Halloween season they play goddamn five different versions of Thriller. And I don't think that's yep, uh, you, I don't think that's fair. No, you can't just leave it at that. No, you, 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 what you told me, you gotta, you gotta spread it. The,
0: you, you have to sit there and talk, talk about some of the versions because I was just
2: shocked. <laughs> I mean, there's just I mean, they have like the rock version. And then they have the standard version. Then there's a reggae version. And then there's a fucking atrocious a cappella version that outstays its welcome after it starts, like the second it starts. if you're like, you just want it to end. And they include the Vincent Price at the end, but they, like, sing it. And it's just, like, you would think that the reggae version is the worst version, but it's actually not bad. It's the fucking a cappella version that gets to me. And it's especially because they do a Ghostbusters acapella version too. uh, That just makes you fucking (laughs) wish. Oh yeah. It's just, uh, it's not fun. (laughs) It's just, it's terrible. Um, I don't recommend, but yeah. So, I mean, Thriller has definitely invaded uh, pop culture as a whole. I mean, every Halloween can not go anywhere without hearing it. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I remember back in the day when the when the video premiered and they were playing the documentary beforehand, you know, the making of Thriller, and John Landis was talking about how fucking great it's going to be, trying to ignore the fact that, you know, Vince Morrow died on the set of Twilight Zone. Anyway, we're here to talk about Thriller, guys. Let's talk about Thriller. Let's kind of talk about Vic Morrow. <laughs> you know? um, well, plus, but,
0: I, I remember that special, and I really enjoyed it because they, you know, actually went in-depth and showing, you know, the the makeups and special effects that went in behind it. I I enjoyed that just as much as the actual video.
1: Dude, I watched Mm -hmm. that. I had that on tape. I watched that so fucking much. It's not even funny. I used to watch the making of Michael Jackson's thriller, like, (laughs)
0: like
1: clockwork every day. You know, between you know, because they were showing you the like you were saying, monkey. They showed you how they did the special effects. They showed you how John Landis was involved with the, you know the 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 American Werewolf in London stuff. It was like, yeah, man, this is just fucking so cool.
2: Yeah, it was just it was just cool, you know, and it was it was fun to see, um, you know how the makeup was done, how all the zombies, you know, did the dance and and you know, like from start to finish. And then of course, you know. Later, when, I, when YouTube became a thing, they were post like, the, the uh, videos of Vincent Price in the studio with Michael Jackson um, and him doing, the, you know, the, his whole segment oh. at the end. And, and for the longest time, I never knew he was saying to terrorize y'all's neighborhood. I was like, Vincent Price would never say that. He's a classy actor. He's saying to terrorize your neighborhood. And then I saw it for the first time a couple of years ago. I was like, but oh, goddamn, Vincent Price got hood for a second. I was like, "That's very cool of him to do." Like, you know, to say "y'all's neighborhood," and uh, you know, I was like, "That's fun." I was like, you know, but I mean, I can only imagine how much he got paid just to do that little interstitial thing at the end. I mean, that was probably a nice paycheck. (laughs) I wouldn't mind picking that up. (laughs) All I got to do is say this paragraph, and I could walk away with a hefty paycheck. All right. I mean, I'll do it. I'm not happy about it, but (laughs) you know. It's fun. I mean, that's my favorite part of the song. um, So this past June, uh, The Blackening opened up and earned $18 million in theaters. It's a movie that I've recommended to you guys. I recommend to the audience. Check out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, And it was reported this week that Lionsgate has entered into talks to produce a follow-up to the movie. So stay tuned for more on The Blackening 2. Again, I'm one of those guys where I feel like if there's enough for a sequel, fucking go ahead and make it happen. If there's not, probably just stick with one. The blackening I could see just being one, but, you know, it, it definitely made more money than it cost to make. So, of course, Lionsgate's going to want to, you know, throw another one up there and, and just, you know, hopefully they could keep their fingers crossed up for a franchise, but it's not always a great idea. We talked about Scream earlier, and I think that Scream easily could have died after part one, but I find two acceptable. <laughs> you know, where I'm like, you know, fine. Two, we stop after two, right? Oh, we're going Three. Okay. All right. Well, three is fine. Let's do it. Tr- oh, we're doing four? All right. Well, fuck. All right. Let's do four. <laughs> we're going to do five. But wait, what's Craven's dead? We can't do five. Oh, we're going to do five anyway? Okay. Well, we'll do five. We'll do five. Five's fine. I mean, you just keep it a five and, and we'll, we'll kill a legacy character. Oh, we're doing six? Oh. And it's in New York? Okay. Well, everybody wants to see that. Like, no, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes franchises can die and it's okay. But, you know. We saw what happened with Halloween. Evil dies tonight, right? And then Exorcist. Pazuzu dies tonight. Not really. Uh, by the way, Exorcist <clears> Believer <throat> is going to be on Peacock next month. So since you guys didn't see yeah, it, later, yeah, yeah. Just, just watch it on Peacock. <laughs> um, I, I'm Anything? good. Yeah. No, thank <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I just so checked out when I saw the Roy. Like, never um, need to yep, again. Never... <laughs> mm mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I never want to see it again wasn't the pick for the show. And you know what? You now I'm waiting for somebody to do that. I hope it doesn't happen, but <laughs> that's just going to be being angry the entire time with the, the Avengers version of the exorcist. But, um, but speaking of sequels, uh, Michael Dougherty director of trick or treat spoke to Collider earlier this week after a screening of trick or treat, where he also teased Krampus part two. He says, we have an idea for a sequel on that one as well. It doesn't necessarily center around a family this time, as much as a group of strangers who are trapped somewhere. And, you know, the idea of Krampus was fun. It's just the execution wasn't... I couldn't believe it was the same director who did Trick or Treat. Yeah. The same Uh, guy? Yeah. I was like, oh. You know, I I couldn't believe it. it. I was like, same guy.
0: Yeah, it honestly did not feel in the same vein in any way, shape, or form. Like, it just felt so off it it felt like such a studio movie com- compared to trick or
2: treat and it just it also didn't give me like christmas vibes as much as uh, trick or treat gave me you know halloween vibes like it just seemed uh-huh. like somebody was just making a horror movie set in christmas but the spirit wasn't there you know where as in trick or treat Agreed. you could tell the fucking guy loves halloween Like, you know, it's like this guy fucking loves the season. He loves the holiday. He gets it. Sam is a memorable character. Krampus could have been. I mean, the design was was great for Krampus itself, but just didn't have the magic that Sam does, the trick-or-treat. Just didn't really leave a lasting impression. Especially not when he has to have his little sidekicks do a lot of his dirty work. You know, where it's just like, oh, well, he's got gingerbread men and elves and stuff like that. Not the big guy. Yeah, Not yeah, jingle yeah it's
0: like uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Rare Exports did a way better job oh, trying Rare to Exports is, attack um, that angle than uh, Krampus did.
2: Yeah, Rare Exports is kind of like Trick or Treat, and that's how I recommend it to people. I'm like, if you yeah. like Trick or Treat, and you want to see like a Christmas version of that, I would say Rare Exports is the way to go. Um, You know, and it's just a lot of the the shorts were a lot of fun. The actual full-length movie was a lot of fun. Um, There is another movie, uh, it was a Dutch movie that came out a couple years ago called Sint, which is also about uh, Santa Claus trying to kill as many Dutch children as he can at Christmas time. It's fucking great. (laughs) You know, if you could find uh, Sint, uh, definitely I would say add it to your Christmas list because... It's it's just like Rare Exports, where it's just a lot of fun. It's just an a insane, demonic Santa that kills Dutch kids. <laughs> and the lore behind it uh, is a lot of fun. But, yeah, it's called Sint, S-I-N-T. Uh, I recommend that usually around the Christmas holiday if you're looking for a horror movie. Something that's not Black Christmas and something that's not Silent Night Deadly. When everybody's like, what horror movies do you watch at Christmas time? Well, like, no, I watch a few of them, Rare Exports being one, Sint, and... Of course, the classics, Black Christmas and Silent Night, but there's other ones. Um, Christmas Horror Story. Christmas Horror Story. I only watched once, and that was for the show. wasn't bad. I actually liked it. Um, Pony but, Pool. Yeah, I haven't gone back. And, is that a Christmas movie, Pony Pool? I can't even remember anymore.
1: Uh, you know, yeah. I believe so. I, all I, remember I is think huh. there was a Santa Claus incident going on at the mall that he is talking to whoever he is speaking to on the phone at one point. Hmm. So, so it could I'm, be wrong. Um,
2: you might be. I mean, who knows? It could be a, a, a Christmas-centered uh, movie. I mean, I, I just remember taking place in a, a, a radio station, and it was before that I was. did narration. So we pretty much just kind of – that's probably one of my favorite episodes of all time that we've done. Uh, just because of the fact that we just completely said fuck you to this movie and just started talking about whatever we wanted for like an hour. <laughs> I can't you you know, Panties in the pool. Panties in the pool. Um, oh, so uh, many the panties. last thing I wanted to close that <laughs> So before we get pools. into the movie tonight, uh, there's many pools. There's dead pools, there's pony pools, there's dog pools, a whole lot of pools. So <laughs> the one thing I wanted to the, close that was before you know, we go. Getting- there sure is. Stay tuned for Deadpool 3 in 2024. Um, since we were talking about Wes Craven a earlier with Scream and, and New Nightmare, uh, Universal and Jordan Peele's Monkeypaw Productions are teaming up for a remake of what I consider underrated, The People Under the Stairs, that Wes Craven wrote and directed uh, back in the early 90s. Uh, the original Universal Studios movie, which Craven, like I said, wrote and directed, um, follows Young Fool, played by Mighty Ducks' Brandon Adams. Uh, he breaks into the home of a uh, family's greedy and uncaring landlords. Cake. He discovers a disturbing scene. <laughs> yeah. So he discovers some weird shit, some incest going on, uh, and it's uh, from, you know, the uh, the couple that was on uh, Twin Peaks, Big Ed and Nadine uh, play the psychotics in People Under the Stairs, and it's so fucking great. Monkey, I don't know if you've ever seen People Under the Stairs, but if you haven't, you got to change that. Saw it in theaters. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Lucky bastard. Yes. I had to fucking rent it when it came out in v- on VHS. <laughs> oh
1: there, man. Because
2: it, <laughs> it came out at the time where I could have gone to the theaters to see it, and I just never made it. And I was like, fuck. And then it came out in VHS, and I was like, i got to rent it. And I fucking watched that movie like three times in one day. I, just, I was like, this movie is so fucking weird. I mean... <laughs> Wes Craven's fucking a genius. Why don't people give him more money? And like, uh, because nobody goes to see his movies. That's the problem. <laughs> he puts out movies nobody was going until Scream. But you know, neither him there. But I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to it just because that that was a fun one. Um, definitely Wes Craven commenting on the Reagan era. Uh, with the two characters basically being Ronald and uh Nancy Reagan, who was a real throat goat back in the day before she became the first lady Dude, in the United States. That
0: totally oh man, that totally threw me off when you told me about that. Oh, oh man, that she fucking
2: hoovered a lot of dick <laughs> before she met Ronald in Hollywood? Yeah, man. Like <laughs> you was, know
0: and was known for it. Like, you were telling me, like, you know, that this unofficial do- documentary came out, like, not too long ago about, <laughs> talking about how she was,
2: like, known through Hollywood for going around and being the starlet that g- gives the best head. Oh, <laughs> well, she was notorious for being a throat goat. And then, you know, she, she met Ronald, and then he got into politics, and then she became a complete, utter bitch. But nobody forgot about the fact that she was a throat goat, you know, back before, you know, she met Ronald, and everybody reminded her of that, but... <laughs> Because when you look at her, you wouldn't think that, but when you hear about it, you're like, you know what, maybe. I mean, you know, she's no Rosalind Carter, rest in peace. Well, maybe that's why her lips always look the way they did. Probably. I mean, that that could be it. I mean, you know. Because, you know, you know, she probably had that secret set, obviously. I mean, like, Tipper Gore, you know, that didn't do it at all. You know, Tipper Gore didn't even touch a penis. You know, she was just <laughs> fucking terrified of it. You know? She was busy just you know, trying to that just, up music. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just a lot of over-the-clothes humping, you know, because I don't even think Al Gore had a kid with her. So I think it's just a lot of just, I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't want to know it's there, but I will grind against you until you finish. Don't tell me you're finishing. Just finish and then go to your room, now. Well, I want to talk about the environment. Well, I wish I had another husband. Poor Tifford Gore. Damn. <laughs> I've got this science.
0: idea for an invention called the Internet.
2: <laughs> if uh, only people have at my ideas, <laughs> I could be the next president of the United States talking about man bear predict <laughs> <laughs> it's super serial, you guys mine's only talk yeah no, I, I just yeah but, but yeah, so with that being said, that's my news items for this week. I'll be back next week with a whole new list, uh but for right now. Uh, We're going to be talking about The Good Son from 1993, directed by Joseph, the stepfather, Ruben. Uh, Monkey, this is your film pick of the week. Uh, What's the movie about? What would you think about it? And let's talk about it. Yeah, this
0: is the story of Mark Evan, a young boy who loses his mother to some terrible disease of some sort. Since life pauses for no one, despite the loss of his wife, Mark's father, Jack, must travel to Tokyo for a life-changing business deal. It was decided that Mark will spend that time with his Uncle Wallace, his Aunt Susan, and their two beautiful children, Connie and Henry, during winter break. But it doesn't take long before Mark starts to learn that his cousin has a twisted side, an evil side, a killing side. And because it's a 90s thriller film, he's the only one that can see it. But- but can Mark protect his newly reconnected family from the good son we'll find out tonight on talking terror all right yeah i picked this movie just because yeah we we talk about it we joke about it you know it's it's it comes up all the time you know of killing McCulkin, you know just because it's either that <laughs> or my girl <laughs> and uh you know but it's <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and it's probably been a very, very long t- time since any of us have seen this movie. You know, so I was like, you know, oh, yeah. let's see, you know, how did it hold up? Did it hold up? Did it get better with time? You know, are we just, you know, cracking on it? You know, just just because that's just what we remember. And I'm gonna say, you know, how did it hold up <laughs> over time? In my opinion, not too good. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! This movie. Oh my god! Damn. It's like it seems like it got it, it got worse. In my opinion, it's like just this nineties suspense thriller cookie cutter plot, and them throwing these kids into this cookie cutter plot, and the way they wrote it, it's like they. They say that it was supposed to be children, but the way they wrote the script, it's like just adults talking. There's no kid slang, no nothing, you know, of kids actually talking like kids. Like, it's – you know, it's – yeah, just falls into just that 90s suspense thriller feel of it. And Macaulay Culkin's acting just doesn't help, you know, because, again, I was like, all right, you know – uh, You know, we'll we'll try it and see how it is. Maybe he was able to deliver or something like that. No, it's just he was given the lines and he read the lines, but the lines just sucked. It's, it's just, oh my god, this movie was just so bad. And yeah, and I picked this for that very purpose. And yeah, we yeah, it, again, my opinion still holds. Yeah, the movie still sucked, but we still get to see the. McC- Macaulay Culkin in the height of, you know, McCully Mania fall off a 180-foot cliff. So win for me. <laughs> all right,
2: you guys. What, you didn't like all the whimsical music? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, cool. what'd you think about the good stuff?
1: So, so so kinda like the the monkey said right um it's been a while since i've seen this movie and i mean it's been a long while i haven't seen this since you know since the 90s um mm-hmm. this is a case in which you know a, a a movie's success definitely rode on the the name recognition of its young star um And there's a lot that goes in with that because Macaulay really wasn't attached to this movie at first, nor was Elijah Mm -hmm. Wood. Um, You know, Macaulay getting attached to it was kind of the first big thing that happened to it. And that ended up creating uh, uh, some delays. And that is how they ended up with Elijah Wood in the role. Um, because that now freed up his, his schedule too to actually work. What it also did was it brought in a lot more money. Uh, the studio was willing to open its, its pockets to, to allow for a bigger budget in order to have Hulkin in the movie. But really, his father, you know, was, was kind of a dick and basically said, hey, listen, if you guys want Home Alone 2, you're giving my son this role. You're going to let him act like, you know, a drama, and then this is what you're going to get. I personally feel like what you watch when you watch Macaulay Culkin act in this movie is Macaulay... This is Kevin McAllister, just with slightly different music and without, like, you know, with one or two less giggles. I mean, it really isn't that far of a fucking stretch from the same exact character. Elijah Wood, on the other hand, is actually... he's you know, it's funny enough, you watch Elijah Wood as a little kid, and he's still the same Elijah Wood that you see now as an adult. He hasn't grown all that much, but nor has his acting changed nope. all that much. He's been like a fucking adult the entire, like his entire life. It's quite fucking amazing. Um, yeah, but, but the, the rest of the cast did, did go through some changes. Originally, uh, Mom uh, was supposed to be Mary Steenburgen. Uh, you know, America's mom oh, wow. at that time, you know. Um, uh, well, yeah. Virgin, I forget, I forget how, how to say her name. You know, I just remember one time beating off to her. Like, uh, you ever see the movie Parenthood?
2: Well how desperate are you then man, Well yeah, listen man Steve it was Parenthood
1: with Steve, with Steve Martin and everything right Well there's a scene in yeah. that movie Where like she, they're yep. kind of being flirty or whatever And she goes down on him in a car You know I'm like I don't yeah. know There was just something about the scene I was like you <laughs> know what, man I was desperate I was desperate for some porn at the time I'm like I'm
0: just, I just have <laughs> weird
1: things To fucking yank my crank to at times And that was one of them So, so but, what um,
0: happened here You want to show him honey <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. <laughs>
1: well, they're well, they're bad dudes, son. Uh, I guess I, I guess I call them bad dudes. God, that fucking movie has some weird fucking moments in it. Um, but as bad, I do bad, enjoy that, that movie. Good though. Um, So 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 yeah. You know what? You take the the, the Spielberg esque fake soundtrack that they try to like put into this thing to give you like this this whimsical sound. You put in all this bad acting. You put in a terribly, like, Mm. like the movie's really short. And the fucking script, like you feel it. It is truncated. There must be so much Mm -hmm. shit cut out of the initial fucking writing that like it's ridiculous. Because this story goes from like zero to 70 back to fucking zero. And you're like, oh, the kid's dead and the fucking credits have rolled. Now, when I said that to the cool girl, she was like, (laughs) oh, see, this is when movies were made right. Short. You know, this coming off of us going to see the fucking Hunger Games movie this weekend, which was two hours and thirty-seven fucking minutes. Um, but you know, <laughs> similar to like the Monkey said, you know, with with going back and revisiting the Good sun. it is not so much of a good movie. It uh, it's 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 an interesting, but. Filled with with many Culkins. There's Culkins all over because Kit Culkin was a fucking psychopath and and fucking stuck <laughs> his kids in everything. So Connie is a oh, Culkin. Yeah. The the dead brother is Kieran. Um, you see his picture for like a split second. So there's there's another no, Culkin. know Yeah, no, what's what's up? Oh,
2: that is Rory Culkin. that is Rory. Oh, Culpin. oh, was it Rory? it yeah, yeah.
1: No, yeah, Kieran. I thought you know, It was Rory. <laughs> well, they all do. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure they all—they all, all, like, nice all look like they came from Village of the Damned. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, I so mean, yeah, honestly, thanks, like, It's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't think I'll watch it again anytime soon.
0: No, oh, no, 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 no. God, no this was no.
2: this was this was just for us to verify if it still sucks. King, what do you think <laughs> of this, Jim? <gym? laughs> so, you know, yeah, I mean, this this movie was on all the time on HBO back in the day. Like it was heavy rotation. You know, every other like hour, it was a good son. It was always on. But you know, like the the Google just said. You know, like what the Google guy said. Well, you know, that's when they made movies good. It said, well, no. You, I could watch a two and a half hour movie, but if the pacing's good and the story's good and the acting's good, it's going to feel like an hour and a half. And that's a sign of a good movie. Like, Scream mm-hmm. is close to two hours. It doesn't feel like two hours, but it's close to two hours. But that's because it's fucking good. <laughs> and, you know, and that's because it doesn't feel like it is. But the good song, that's the one good thing about it, literally, is that it fucking just flies. This fucking movie is like, the second it starts, it's like, we got to end this shit. They are fucking moving. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, my God, I only have ten minutes left. I feel like I just sat down to watch this thing. And there was ten minutes left. But, you know... It's just, like I said at the start, this is basically what would happen if Kevin McAllister from Home Alone went into witness protection after brutally killing the wet bandits because, uh, no, they didn't go to jail at the end of Home Alone. He fucking brutally killed them. And now they have to go into hiding in Maine uh, where he's under assumed identity with different parents. Like the had said, (laughs) that would be the perfect Home Alone 2 is the good son. He's like, I fucking killed two people. Do you know that, Mark? I killed two people last Christmas. You could be next. Like, What? Mm-hmm. they broke into my house, and I fucking broke their souls. Damn, you're fucking <laughs> cold, Henry. I, I fucked them they up, They used Martin. to call me Kevin. They fucked them up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they used to call me Kevin, Mark. Now they call me Henry. Why'd well, they call you Kevin? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, of you know, for crimes, thing, Mark.
1: The other thing that I thought what this movie could be, actually, is this is Stephen King's Halloween. You know, we saw Rob Zombie's yes. version of this. And this is Stephen yep. King's version of it, you know, the the, the the earlier part of it.
2: Easily, easily. It's just that the part. But, yeah, no, the movie's not very good. It has this weirdly whimsical music that makes you think you're watching, like, an uplifting kids movie. And then it's just it's not. <laughs> and it just permeates out the entire movie. It's like, do, 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 it's like, well, no, we just fucking shot a dog, and now we're throwing it down the well. <laughs> you know? So we're doing some weird shit. And uh, But we're playing whimsical music, and for some reason, Mark thinks his mom's going to come back and just fucking – he's sticking with that, man. He is not fucking leaving that alone and uh, never comes back. But yeah, we'll talk about it as we go through it because um, that's a plot point. But <laughs> like the good said, like this movie fucking flies. I want, This movie probably was like an hour and 45, like an hour 50, and Joseph Rubin's probably like, man, like none of this works. Like, it's already fucking weird. Like, we just need to cut out a lot. And we'll cut it to, like, an hour 20, and then we'll put, like, a whole bunch of credits at the end. That'll get it to an hour 26. And then we got a movie. I mean, it's, it's over an hour, so it's a feature. <laughs> you know, that's what I felt. So. But, uh, so the movie opens during a soccer game where 12-year-old Mark is playing. He's super stoked until his buzzkill of a dad shows up with the fucking bad times. Mom, super sick, <laughs> not doing well. So they head to the hospital so Mark can sit with his dying mom, which is in no way going to cause trauma later in life, like where, you know, he might think after she dies she's going to, you know, go into the body of somebody else. Again, plot <laughs> So she, of course, just says, peace out, movie, and dies. Uh, Mark promises that he's never going to leave her side. So after a weird funeral in the desert, Mark is lost and uncertain of his future. But his dad's like, well, fuck, guys. <laughs> like, I got business and shit i don 't know what I'm going to do, and the fucking friend of of Jack, his dad's like, just fucking dump him off someplace dude like fucking it's work it's like money for two weeks.' Just, you know fucking dump him off somewhere and he's like, You know what you're right let's go to Maine in the least convenient car possible, uh, which is a jeep, uh, then we have to cue the whimsical travel music because that's where they're going planes fuck yeah, it. The, let's take a road trip okay.
0: yeah it's like this was like the happy like Elijah Wood like North kind of music you would hear. <laughs> yeah. This is not, you <laughs> know, Elijah Wood, your mom just died. Let's play a happy dance song. <laughs> it was all it off. It's like, did they not, like, make trailers for this, you know, to prep us for this movie? This is why we're going to go see this. Is to see, a you know, the suspense drama film. Why are you trying to sit there and fool us like it's a family film?
2: Well, <laughs> the trailers were made more like The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. So the trailers, I do remember, were a lot more fucking dark It's like, Macaulay Culkin, like you've never seen before. Like, that stuff yeah, that's what that's t- just like just That's you what, know what I'm we saying. saying.
1: But, but and then this <laughs> is, a, you know, you know it'd be like the
0: yeah. people that made the mu- movie were like, oh, you know, we're going to trick you. <laughs>
2: you don't know, but Macaulay Culkin's going to come a bad guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could just imagine Joseph Rubin sitting down with the guy that's going to compose the music, and he's like, well, it's about a kid that's, like, severely mentally fucking deranged, so you want something dark and, like, broody? He's like, you know, you know Danny Elfman? Can you just do, like, Danny Elfman to kind of make it not sound like Danny Elfman? I think I could do that. No, you, you want dark and
1: brooding. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh.
2: Oh, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Fucking Who do you think I am, John
0: Carpenter? <laughs> yeah, I know.
1: He's too busy.
2: He's doing Village of the Damned right now with the Culkins. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so you get this whimsical music when they're driving through the desert towards fucking Maine in his Jeep. And then he's like, hey, Mark, do you want to take your eyes off the fucking Game Boy and look at all the scenery? What scenery, Dad? The fucking desert? My mom just died, you asshole. And he's like, wow. All right. Well, I'm just going to keep on driving. And when we arrive, it it's going to be the sucked. fucking winter uh, in Maine. From, from Arizona, Arizona to Maine. Maine. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, I love it when uh, they get there. It's nighttime. It's obviously cold. Uncle Wallace shows up with uh, his daughter Connie. And Jack is like, oh, fuck, man. He's like three days on the road. It fucking killed me. Three days? Like, How fucking fast are you going? <laughs> you made it from fucking Arizona <laughs> to Maine in three days? Like you must have just been fucking bookin', booking, man. Like, you know. And I just love the fact that he just brings that little fucking Jeep with him with the fucking flaps in him. And I was like, man, you're not clearly ready for Maine weather. You're going to fucking leave in the middle of the night. He couldn't wait to drop that kid off. He's like, oh, good God, this fucking bummer of a well, fucking kids kid are, kid's going, well, my mom on, is reincarnated. Well, yeah, that's weird because mm-hmm.
1: it is. It's frozen. It's snowy. There's mountains in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it must be summer because the kids don't go to school but i guess it's got to be maybe winter break i don't know yeah it's weird i don't
2: know this
0: universe school it's definitely a not a fall break
2: <laughs> <laughs> but then oh, you know, how yeah.
0: convenient that it happens to be. how convenient it happens to be like you know during christmas break is how i took it so that his mom I died no be, and christmas, now he's
2: going business but there's no in christmas Japan. shit
1: there would be christmas shit everywhere if it was christmas oh that's then.
2: true there is none I mean, then again, so, like, like where, is, it where is, what time it's period
1: is this movie taking place? They're not talking about New Year's. Yeah. They're not talking about Christmas. <laughs> There's no holidays. <laughs> it's just a cold, snowy fucking day, like a couple of weeks in Maine, where the children are just allowed to roam free and not go to school at all.
2: That's just Maine, dude. It's always winter in Maine. Like, they don't have seasons. They just have fucking winter. Like, it's just always oh, it's snow like, <laughs>
1: you forget I used to go every year
2: Oh, I forget that you went there. I was going to say it's always winter in Maine, like that's why they're always so miserable. That's why Stephen King can crank out those books because he's just fucking so depressed. that there's no holiday, it's just fucking winter. Um, but yeah, so they they're there for some break. they don't really tell you what time of year it is. but uh, that's when we get introduced to on Susan, who's inside, and despite looking like Jimmy Lee Curtis circa nineteen ninety three it is not Jimmy Lee Curtis. I was like, wow! They probably could have gotten her for this, but they didn't. They just got her stunt double. Um, we also meet Henry, uh, played by Macaulay Culkin, who makes papier mache masks, so we can be brothers with Mark. At dinner, Henry gets right down to business by kicking Mark underneath the table, and Mark kicks him right back. But <laughs> they're friends, and so they can enjoy their fucking lobsters together because it's fucking Maine. So of course, the first yeah, thing they like, have oh, to eat is oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, we're in Maine, so let's get these fucking lobsters. You guys want some chowder later? Because they do definitely fucking chowder for lunch. You know, it's just, oh, God, can you stop it with the Maine food? There's a McDonald's in Maine, I'm sure, that you could probably go to. You don't have to yeah, do the fucking ethnic food. You, well, no, you can
1: get lobster rolls at McDonald's in Maine.
2: You guys <laughs> believe that. I definitely do, which sucks. Because, it sucks. You know, it sucks. I'm kidding. It's true. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't no, I'm not saying I
2: just it's hmm.
1: not terrible either, but I mean obviously there's many many better places you could be going for. Them.
2: I just feel like if you go to Maine and you ask for anything that doesn't have any lobster or crab in it, there's going to be a collective gasp and you're going to be just shunned from town. They're just going to put you on the back of a fucking donkey and fucking slap that ass and make you leave down well, listen, that like the like guy what was saying About a fucking
1: good slice of pizza Bro is, Like pizza up there Is like basically fucking You know like shitty ass The journal Like even like the real pizza Like even regular pizza frias Are like They they make fucking They make dominoes Look like fucking gourmet pizza um, <laughs>
0: So you're saying Mystic you know, so, pizza is so, a lie?
1: See, well, no, Mississippi's six pizzas in Connecticut. That's different.
2: Connecticut. Yeah. I oh, thought that was in Maine, I, I was in Maine yeah,
0: as Florida.
1: well. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, that's Connecticut. And Connecticut is known for its pizza. There's, there's some fucking real banging pizza up in that area. Um, New Haven has, uh, has a couple of good places. Uh, but, but, yeah, no, nah, pretty much uh, the, the, the seafood is where it's at as far as, like, when when you're up there. And I know they may not want to fucking hear that. They want to believe that they have other food, but, but they don't. It's it's all about the seafood. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Come to Maine, where we have nothing but lobster and clams. Anything else? Fuck you. All right, let's go to Maine. We got beer. <laughs> we got beer. <laughs> Get drunk and eat lobster. Maine. <laughs> it's always cold here. Fuck you. <laughs> so... That night, Jack decides oh, he has snappers. to leave right away. Sorry,
1: sorry, they, they do have <laughs> hot dogs that are quite tasty. They're called red snappers.
2: Ooh, hot dogs. Red snappers. And hey, you want a red snapper and some chowder? No, I just want a red snapper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> chowder. <laughs>
2: um, the, say it, say it. Chowder. <laughs> and he's got the lobster. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> Jack decides that night he has to leave during a snowstorm. And he's like, hey, man, I'll be back in two weeks. What's the worst that could possibly happen in two weeks? I mean, it's not like anything, like, important is going to happen, like a death or possible, you know, death. No, you're fine. So the next morning, Mark wakes up and sees Henry outside playing, so he decides to join him, but not before having a peek in the Connie's empty bedroom and going, hmm, I think I like it better in here. And anyway, after breakfast, Henry invites Mark up into his treehouse, <laughs> even well, though see, that treehouse was, was built thing, in though. the fucking telephone. Okay,
1: so, so yeah, hold ahead. on. First, was that Connie's bedroom? I couldn't tell for sure, because later I thought it was the uh... – the Dead Brothers. Yeah, I be thought it was, I, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I, I thought so it was the just. Dead Brothers, treasure, Yeah, see, I thought but it was Connie's for some reason.
1: Another weird thing that occurs here, and this is where I'm thinking there were things that were dropped. Now, like you said, bringing up the whole, like, mom's coming back, mom's in, mom's in my aunt, like that whole thing, but even though that's like a porn thing now yes, and not, 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 <laughs> not something then. Um, <laughs> but if you notice, what draws his attention to the room is that the chandelier like moves a little bit and it makes like a mm-hmm. noise. And now this is something that I thought was going to come back. Like, you know, maybe the spirit of mom is going to kind of be what ends up like saving the kid. Now, whether that comes through the, through the aunt or whatever, uh, or whether he comes through the ant, you know, it's, uh, Oh, that type of movie. my bed. I'm sorry. I, I keep thinking about. I, I, I got a JO later, you know? Um, <laughs> what up? I'm gonna walk around uh, and jerk uh, off later.
0: Totally,
1: totally. I, 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 There's a great fucking scene with uh, with, with, with Yasmin Scott. As, as this kid's aunt, and you know what? I'm totally gonna watch that later. Her, her outfit is oh, she's hot fucking Over, I love oh, She is. She's weird. She's, lo- so hot. she's weird looking, <laughs> and there's something hot about it. But then her overacting yep. of every scene is just so fucking absurd that like you don't know if you want to laugh or if you want to bust your nut. So you just end up busting your nut while you laugh. Um but but yeah, anyway, I just- ke- I kept expecting for like you know this this spirit to like end up like making some kind of like comeback because this is the early nineties, and shit like that happened in like every movie during this time period.
2: Ghost yeah, let' mm-hmm. say it was a missed opportunity you know? <laughs> yeah. so of course, uh Henry invites Mark up into his tree house, which is built in the biggest goddamn fucking tree in Maine. And Mark has that's a clear price, but that's all right. So you're just going to have to climb, keep climbing. And once you get to the top, one of the steps breaks, and Mark clings desperately to Henry's hand. And then he looks at him. He's like, hey, Mark, do you think if I let you go you could fly? And he's like, no, definitely not. I'll die. And he's like, all right, then. It's like, ah, okay. <laughs> so he's got a little Five, bit of a problem. I'll did you up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, no. what, did he, who, you're
0: saying he almost went Batman there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Just he just this is that low key like all right. Like you know, that like a weird buffalo bill fucking deep bass that he gets in his voice at some point. He's like, Don't fuck with me I'm like, God damn, all right, Macaulay. <laughs> anyway. Uh later the boys visit an abandoned warehouse I'll where they throw me. rocks through the windows. I fuck with me hard. <laughs> I fuck with me hard, Mark. <laughs> Have you seen Yasmin Scott recently? Fuck uh, oh, yeah, Mark. great. God, so good. Like, that that's the whole category. I mean, you know, just don't watch the Jody West ones because you'll be laughing too hard because she takes it way too seriously. And she's just, you know, she's uh, like, oh, I packed your lunch, week. Yeah. No. Yeah, I, got <laughs> so yeah, I packed too much. much. I got stuck in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, son, I'm stuck in the lunch bag. Can you help <laughs> me out? No, what? Okay. it feels like a dick. <laughs> whole new meaning um, to brown bag in it, you know? Oh, absolutely. So uh, Mark and Henry visit an <laughs> abandoned warehouse. They throw rocks through a window until presumably the guy that owns the warehouse and lives there also comes running through and he's like, God kids! So they run through a cemetery until they find a well where Henry decides it's time for a fucking smoke break. Takes out a cigarette, lights it, smokes a little, offers it to mark, but he's like, I'm more of a chewing tobacco guy. So, of course, he just denies you know, a cigarette after taking a puff. Henry then reveals he has an interest in death and Maybe that's because his brother Richard died in the bathtub and he no one Way killed him. He just saw the body. He's like, But anyway, Mark, let's go home and eat some fucking clam chowder you know, because that's all we have in me. <laughs> um, so the next day Henry promises it'll be even better. They might even go see a dead body. I mean, we are in Stephen King's country, there's a lot of dead bodies in a lot of places. So they could lean on each other and have an adventure. Um, but instead oh, the boys being went there. chased by a pit bull. I did. So the boys end up getting chased across a wooden bridge by a pit bull. Then Henry manages to shut the gate so it can't get to them. He then taunts that dog before saying, man, I love that dog. Uh, and then it we see a the boys home. spying. On. Yeah. So we eventually have to see the boys spy on Susan, who's standing on clearly not a go-kill-yourself-and-die cliff, where she thinks about Richard all the time. Henry's like, yeah, she just goes out there. She never jumps. She just acts like she is. He doesn't say that, but it would be great if he did. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: you, hey, Bob, jump. Mark, shut up. I didn't say that. That was Henry. Went, no. <laughs> um, we see the boys head into Henry's shed of horrors, where he shows off his crossbow to Mark. He then fires it at a cat, which Mark thinks is only to scare the cat, but Henry's like, clearly I was, the aiming is off. I'm like, oh, this kid. kidding. So it's like, it just... Macaulay Culkin's low-key evil is fucking cool in my book. I don't mind it.
1: One nice little touch that I liked with this, this you know, homemade crossbow, which, you know, oh, mm-hmm. no, no, nothing weird there. But uh, I did enjoy the little Rolls Royce thing at the end, being that, you know, later on, this would the be sights. also Richie mm-hmm. Rich. So.
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was, I mean, that. yeah, that movie, it was something. <laughs> but uh, we also find out that Mark has to visit a child therapist named Dr. Davenport because his dad hopes to talk about the death of his mom, and he tells the woman that he let someone die. And then we cut to that night where Mark wakes up and thinks he sees his fucking mom walking around downstairs, but it's only in Susan. Uh, she doesn't really help things by kind of saying, she's right here, and it's okay. But no, don't fucking walk into his fucking dreams of having his mom back. You're not helping any. Henry sees this happening, and he goes, damn, Mark's a bitch. Fucking hugging up with my mom like that. Fucking get a room, you guys. When are you going to kill yourself, your Mom? mom? Shut you. up, Henry. <laughs> you want to fuck her, don't you, Mark? You want to fuck my mom? Do you, huh? <laughs> no, that's disgusting. It's for my mom instead of your mom. I can make that happen, Mark. I can make that happen <laughs> No, you can't. I'll sew
1: her inside her. I'll sew her inside her, Mark. I'll show you.
2: Your mom's in my basement, Mark. I dug her up, and she's in my shed. No, she's not. Oh, we want my mom. <laughs> yeah. I have the tape. You want to watch it later? No. Mom's in mom. So after bonding the next day with Connie, Henry grabs Mark and the boys head out for more fun. And by fun, I mean Henry using his crossbow to shoot at the dog from the other day, which he hits and kills it. All right, so maybe Henry is a little bit more psychotic than we took him for. The boys then take the now dead dog and dump it into the cemetery's well. Henry doesn't know why Mark doesn't find him fucking hilarious as he hums fucking taps. And again, low-key psychotic McCulkin, I'm here for. It's fucking great. So. Maybe Mark should go play by himself or just go bond more with his aunt, who he thinks is his mom now, and he chooses the latter. Henry pops in and takes Mark out to the, sh- Mark out to the shed and tries to convince him, I didn't mean to kill the dog, and, and, you know, it's fine. And you know what? To make up for it, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, Mr. Highway, which is a dummy.
1: <laughs>
2: what are we going to do with Mr. Highway, Henry? Wait, it's going to be <laughs> fucking uh... hilarious. What are we doing over this bridge, Henry? Don't worry about it. It's going to be fucking hilarious. And then, of course, Mr. Highway takes a dive off the bridge, lands on the highway, which causes a 10-car pileup. And fucking Henry's like, Jesus Christ, I just came. I just came like three times, Mark. And Mark's like, oh, my God. There's so many bodies. Oh, He's like, dude, why are you such a bitch? Stop fucking acting like such a pussy, man. Mark is just fucking terrified. And Henry's like, you know what? Give a shit. Call the cops. Tell them you're my accomplice now, bitch. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I was there. And he's like, don't be so scared all the time. Once you just decide that you could do anything, you're free to do whatever you want. Nobody can touch you. Don't be afraid to fly. It's like, now, you know, is that going to come back? We don't know. I think they just get high together or something. Like, you know, you could fly and do weed or mushrooms (laughs) or something like that. Henry probably has weed. I mean, you know, the kid's fucking got cigarettes. You know he's got a weed hookup somewhere in Maine. You know, he goes down to the harbor and he talks <laughs> to that fucking guy. He's like, hey, hey, Mark, I'm going to show you over to my weed guy. Hey, weed guy, Yeah, this is Mark over here. He that his mom's and my mom. Oh, I like that video. No, we're not talking about the porno. <laughs> now we, uh, Scott.
1: <laughs> oh, you got that one too, eh? Hey, Tony the yes, with Scott, we're good to go.
2: Oh, my God, you fucking little bastard. You saw that video? It was fucking hot, dude. Uh, fucking, oh, my God. Mark, you got to see this fucking video. It's your mom and his aunt and they're fucking, right? But your mom's dead, so it's just a body. But, man, was it hot? I fucking <laughs> came like three times, dude. <laughs> and the alternate good son cut that scenes in there. Um, but that night... Mark goes to tell Uncle Wallace about the pileup, but Henry catches him and tells him that he'll tell his dad that it was all Mark's idea because his mind's messed up. And he goes, Hey dad. And shoves Mark into the room. Mark's like, "Ah, oh, Hey there guy. Um, you know, I, I'm not messed up at all. Um, and then Mark runs into Henry's room and they get into a vicious hair grabbing fight. When Connie's like, I'm going to tell mom. It's like, what? All they're doing is ripping on each other's hair. Like, I'm going to pull your hair. Bitch I'm going to pull your hair. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the fucking it was, it a fucking <laughs> hobbit fight.
1: It's like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like when you watch two fucking hobbits fight. You know, this is like fucking Pippin and uh, Mary. Going at it. <laughs> it was fucking they're adorable
0: arguing, what it was. They're you know? arguing over how come they don't have a second breakfast. is <laughs> yeah, my fucking
1: second breakfast, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Because they both have have that fucking early 90s fucking hair. No, you had to fucking do it,
1: right?
2: I would wonder what
1: Macaulay
2: (laughs) See, Macaulay Culkin as a fucking hobbit, he'd be the one that's killing all the other hobbits in the fucking Shire. Nobody would know why they're all disappearing. Macaulay, do you know why all the hobbits are disappearing? I have no idea what you're talking about. Better not be Frodo talking shit again. Frodo, I told you what I would do to you. I didn't say anything. I'm gonna go see Gandalf. Yeah, you go tell Gandalf, you bitch. You bitch. Like I fucking love that kind of water drinks. <laughs> yeah, always with his fucking wizard friend. Yeah, why don't you go practice magic, you little bitch? I'll be over here jerking off to your dead mom. God, even in the Shire you're a dick. <laughs> That's right, baby. Drink it in. I got three more home alone movies to make after this. Let's get this wrapped up. T- tosses that cigarette on the ground and goes right back to said. Uh, so, anyway, the next day, Mark watches Connie in the playground as their impromptu protector. Not creepy at all, the fact that he's just staring a hole right through her. Um, and then his therapist just shows up out of the blue like she has nothing better to do and sits down. And Mark yeah, is like, hey. not she have other
0: people to talk to?
2: Not a single <laughs> well, one. She is the fucking she's, she's Dr. Amazing. Loomis of this,
1: this movie. That's why she's so fucking engaged with them?
2: Well, you know, that's why I said. She's like the really nice Dr. Loomis where it's like she's only focused on one particular patient, and that's Mark where he's like, yeah, do you believe like people can be evil? And she's like, oh, Mark, I don't believe in evil. Like, see, she's the opposite of Dr. Loomis. Loomis, all about evil. Everybody's evil. Doesn't matter if they did anything or not. They're <laughs> all evil. She's like, you know what? Nobody's evil. Nobody could be that way. So she doesn't really give him the answer. Um, and then later that day, Wallace tells the kids that he's taking Susan out to dinner, and so they'll have a place to stay. And Henry's like, oh, my God, guess what, guys? Mark really wants to move into my dead brother Richard's room. Things would be fucking awesome. What do you think about that, Mom? And she's like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh. and Wallace is like, you know what? Kid's been dead for like 15 years. You can fucking get over it already. I'm taking you out to dinner. Jesus Christ. What else do you want me to do, woman? She's like, I got to go.
1: Yeah. And I mean, mark saved here for a whole fucking whopping two weeks, so we might as well let him move into our dead fucking kid's room.
2: <laughs> he's tired of jerking Holy, off in Richard's room he wants to jerk off <laughs> the <Hitler's> room now <laughs> no. we, we, need,
0: we need to move on from this anyway It's like yeah it's Just yeah, just move into the dead kid's room You
2: need to get over this woman <laughs> God it's been three days Can you get over the kid's death I mean Jesus How long are you going to fucking harp on this Like God all the fucking time You want fucking kill yourself Cliff Then my psychotic son He's like I want out of this family man <laughs> No he's just like It's fine so Henry's just being ice cold and, of course, lying about what Mark said. And, of course, Mark's like, no, I didn't say that. Shut up, Mark. Just shut up. Nobody likes you in this house anyway. <laughs> I just want to John's learn how to play chess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to be Bobby Fischer tomorrow? Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to be Little Man Tate. Which one are you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Little Man Tate, that's a fucking actual movie. Diane Weiss. <laughs> anyway, um, once Susan and Wallace leave for their date – Henry then cuts off the power in the house for a really intense game of hide-and-seek where the stakes could be Connie's life, according to Mark, who's just fucking rushing through this goddamn house looking for Connie. And, of course, she finds him with Henry tickling his sister, and he's like, ha, 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 you know, I think Connie wants to play again, don't you? Mark's like, no, I think she wants me to put her to bed and read her a goddamn story. And she's like, yeah, fuck you, Henry. Henry. It's like, wow, Connie, where'd you learn how to speak like that? Oh, your brother, that's right, because he's, he's psychotic. That's what you learned. <laughs> Actually, she just calls him like vermin and just, you know, leaves him, you know, just goes off to read. So Mark decides he's going to sleep in her room that night in case, uh, you know, of course, Henry gets any ideas about killing her in the middle of the night. Um, and the next day, Mark wakes up and finds out that Connie's gone. Running downstairs, he overhears from Susan that Henry took her skating on Miller's Pond. And, of course, the market is off running to save her from impossible death. And when he gets there, it's the most crowded fucking pond in all of Maine. Miller's um, Pond, oh, where every fucking person in Maine uh-huh. is there. You know, I can tell it's like I'm cracking hockey? all over the fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's so many people. I was like, of course this ice is cracking. Look how many people. See, the entire town put the hockey games going on. <laughs> like, this is it's just It was insanity. Um, but of course, we see Henry swinging around Connie by her hand, and then eventually he flings her right into the unsafe ice, which cracks, eventually causing her to fall into the water. I, I just, I low-key love him in this scene because he just kind of puts out the glove like very wimpily, and he's like, "Oh god, no, grab my hand, oh. Connie, Connie, oh. please." <laughs> like walking really. Like, oh to my like- god. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, that's no, Quinn Colton, of course. You know, the, the Henry, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, and of course, I'm Mark is screaming. Find that as fucking long dog! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so after this half assed attempt, uh, Connie goes further underneath the water until men, two men show up and they're like, fucking, let's cut up the ice, dude. Yeah, we've got to go down and get some beers at the tavern first. All right, because I don't think I'm drunk enough to cut through this ice. But that's all we have to do here in Maine is lobster and beer. But no, they eventually cut open the ice, uh, and they get uh, Connie out. We see Susan arriving at the hospital, and is told by Wallace that Connie's okay, but she's kind of in a kid coma right now, so she's not going to wake up. And by kid coma, I mean that she's immediately home the next day, so it's fine. She's just passed out.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, but, not, but later, not before trying to get, not before uh, possibly you know getting p- p- pillow smothered that night.
2: Oh, yeah, no, we're going to get there, because, yeah, that, that's a very interesting point that I fucking love, because I actually laughed at that scene. I just I got to chuckle out of me for some reason. But, yeah, so Connie's laid up in the hospital in the kid coma, and later Mark goes to visit with Susan on Kill Yourself Cliff, and he tells her about what happened at the pond. which was no accident. And then Henry straight up gives him the fucking bitch and. She's like, don't talk about my son that way. He's like, oh, God, you hit me. Mom, you hit me. I'm not your goddamn mother, Mark. And he's like, sorry, <laughs> like, man, she doesn't tap him. She fucking straight up just five fingers to the face, bitch. Like, you know, oh yeah, that's full brunch <laughs> with a leather glove on. Like, you know, <laughs> you know that hurt. Like, there's no way to not make that hurt. Um, so then when we cut back to the hospital later that night, Henry arrives to finish the job, and he's gonna smother Connie to death with that pillow, like the monkey said. But Susan low key just fucking turns on the light like a gangster, and she's like, yes. He's like, Oh, hey, hey, uh, hey, mom! <laughs> Just uh, do-
0: how hey, my hey, sister is. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you check, check it on my sister, fluffing her
2: pillow for you know, like a kid brother <laughs> does. the man? <laughs> hey, uh, I'm gonna go see if I can get a lobster dinner. She's still in that kid coma. Oh, she is, huh? All right, well, I'm gonna bring her some lobster and some chowder. That'll wake her right up. I'll be right back, mom. And she- I'll be waiting right here. He's like, by the way, total accident. She's like, I believe you. By the way, I slapped the shit <laughs> on Mark. He might be crying when you get home because Mark is definitely laying on his bed when she gets home, and he's still crying. You're going to see the five fucking fingerprints, and he's just crying. <laughs> he's not Because reco- that's not going to cause him trauma later in life. Um, so the next day, Mark calls his dad. No, his mom just died Henry's you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, and then he's got a mom that open hand slaps him. So he's like, everything is great for me. <laughs> Life is coming up, Mark So he calls his dad and tells him about how Henry's being evil and everything he's done so far But Jack's like, oh yeah, cool Anyway, can you put uh, your aunt or uncle on the phone? You know, like an adult who's not going to lie to me And he's like, well, I can't do it, they're not around He's like, all right, well, maybe just go need to and see Dr. Davenport." I will, Dad. And, of course, cue the whimsical music as he runs off to her cute little cottage where she has her appointment. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, he's going to tell her right away about all the evil Henry's done. But, of course, Henry's beating him there. And he's sitting there, and he's like, oh, man, I'm just having a real hard time with things. And I think Mark's having some real issues. Damn, Henry, smooth-ass criminal. Everybody, cool. But this
0: is this is when his acting gets that really bad cookie cutter nineties you know, suspense thriller. it's like, yeah, I don't know what's wrong with him. Seems like things are going wrong. He may hurt himself. It's like the way he's doing it is like damn near like Glenn Close, Close Fatal Attraction. It's like the acting is pretty pretty much par. <laughs> <laughs> In the so,
1: so, see, here's the where I'm thinking, like, you know what I mean? Things got cut down. Script gets cut down. Macaulay no, is probably, yeah. he's probably bored. But I think part of this is we're supposed to also look at it and say, hey, he, this is where the cracks are starting to show. You know, like that, I think mm-hmm. is kind of part of the problem here. Like there is never a point where we're convinced that Macaulay is anything other than a fucking psychopath, you know. And oh yeah, you know, I think that kind of sucks. I, I really do wish we had like a point in which it was like, oh, he's not necessarily fucking crazy. Maybe I can understand why everybody else in town finds him charming.
2: It could be, or they could have ended with being. Well, who is Henry? There never was a Henry. It's only been you, Mark, the entire oh. time. Oh, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You were the good son the entire time. Oh, my God. That's where they got the title from. You know, but, no, they, they, were, they, they, they definitely don't go that way. You know, there needed to be a lot more strangled cats in that shed if they wanted really to make them psychotic, so you know, Henry. Yeah, no, so I was, would I think was thinking so. there's going to be
0: something in there. Because, you know, cause that's, yeah, you know cause no, like you yeah. said, man, with, with serial killers, you know, the first thing is, you know, when they're a little kid, they always started with animals. You know, I was expecting something in oh, no. there. Especially he started with his little
2: <laughs> brother. That, that's what we're going to find <laughs> oh, yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. That's what I'm, yeah, he fucking, he just jumped right to it. Like, you know, yeah, serial killers usually start with, like, setting fires or, like, killing cats. He went right for the fucking meat of the situation. He's like, Richard, done. <laughs> That's it. I'm not even going to start (laughs) with the the fucking casting and tires. tires. Mm. And all of a sudden, Richard comes in. There's going to be one good son here, Richard. Oh, no. That's where the title comes from. (laughs) I mean, it's just there's so many opportunities for them to say that. They never did, you know. But anyway, so uh, later at home, Mark is in the treehouse and, Of course, Henry pops his head up, and he's like, man, therapy is fucking cool, dude. I fucking like it. Maybe I'll go a lot more often. But Mark now starts telling Henry about how his mom is now inside of Susan's body, and Susan, you know, she just fucked off and went somewhere. Now his mom's inside of Susan controlling her, and, you know, that's my mom now. And Henry just looks at him and goes, Mark, don't fuck with me. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh. <okay. Definitely. laughs> you know, like, he said, the, the thing Edward, that Coke's dad said he's got to do,
0: he's got to fucking cuss, and holy shit, in the theater, oh, my God. Like, everyone, you know, everyone was like, ooh,
1: ooh, ooh. he cussed. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you only imagine he had said he was ready theater. for a
1: mature role. So that means cussing.
2: Yeah, I mean, he could have said <laughs> anything. You know, he could have been like, hey, Mark suck my nuts. And I'm like, oh, shit. Wow. Like, that would have been better than go fuck like, go fuck with me. I'd be like, oh, shit. Like, he's threatening oral sex on a fucking boy. His age. That's crazy. <laughs> you know? But, I think that might have been too hardcore for Macaulay Culkin back then when probably Culkin too, minion was going probably on. Probably
1: too close to home with him hanging with Michael Jackson, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's
0: yeah.
2: That's ignorant. That's ignorant, Macaulay. Uh, That's ignorant. No, you don't I, do that. gosh. <laughs>
1: Actually, all jokes aside, yeah, I'm actually a denier, so 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 don't worry. Uh, I don't mean to actually offend the King of Pop.
2: No, I yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I I I think there's a lot to go back and forth with that. You know, where there's a lot in the yay column, a lot in the nay column. I don't know. I just like Michael Jackson, man. <laughs> I don't think about that type of stuff that tarnishes career. I mean, you know, we got Corey Feldman because of it now, I and mean, he's doing perfectly fine. I mean, he He's a oh, well-adjusted yeah. <laughs> guy who. You know, he makes a lot of financially well choices and, you know, has a great music career that he could fall back on because he's the comeback king. Um, you know, good old Corey <laughs> Feldman, the Feldster. But anyway, so that night, and Mark Corey's sees Angels. at the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Corey's Angels. I mean, the, those coked out girls, wow. bizarrely too 2 was quite the fucking ride for uh, Corey Feldman and the, uh, the uh, Corey's Angels. I just I, – I wanted to know if one of them was, like, signaling for an escape, like if they were blinking weird. Like, you know, if they start blinking this way, that means that they want to get out. But no, no, none of them did, but they, they all fell trapped. Uh, uh, one of the the girls that uh, the going and I were friends with back then was one of them, and she was like, oh, God, it was terrible. She's like, I just – no, no, never again. <laughs> I will That's never do that true. again. Thank you very much. You know, so anyway, uh, that night, Mark sees that the refrigerator in the kitchen is open. And Henry surprises him. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead and eat something. Go ahead and drink something. I dare you. And he's like, I, I don't think so. So, of course, Henry's like, Mom, Dad, Mark's lost it. And then when they come down, Mark is fucking going to town and everything <laughs> in that bridge, <laughs> shoving it down the garbage <laughs> disposal. Ah. Just fucking dumping everything down. They're like, Mark, Mark, come down. He's like, he poisoned everything. He poisoned everything. And they're like, Jesus Christ, man. You just need to go to bed. Jesus, and they're like, how long until Jack comes back? Only a couple more days. Honey, it's only been a day and a half. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they never do tell you how long it's been. Like, he's supposed to be gone for two weeks, but they never tell you in the time frame of him being there. They're like, oh, a week has passed. No, they don't, uh-huh. so it could only be like a day. So <laughs> Anyway, the next day, Susan heads into Henry's shack and finds a rubber duck that belonged to Richard. Henry walks into in shed and he's like, what are you doing in here, mom? And she's like, hey, uh, so this rubber duck disappeared after Richard's death. Um, you know, why do you have it? He's like, well, it was mine before it was his, so, you know. And she's like, no, I don't know. Why don't you elaborate? He's like, no, I think you need to give that fucking duck back to me, man. And she's like, no, I don't <laughs> want to do that. So, of course, they get into you know, a struggle. Um, and Henry dashes off with the duck and then goes to that cemetery well, which should just be a fucking character in this movie at this point. Feed me more bodies, Henry. Okay, Cemetery Well, I will. But first, here's a rubber duck. I said bodies, Henry. Don't worry, my mom's going to be around here real soon. All right, Cemetery Well. (laughs) This is a New York (laughs) ripper. So we this dumping of the duck down into the well we wait to see Susan back on Kill Yourself Cliff for no fucking reason and then we cut back to uh, you know Mark uh, and Henry talking where he's like you know I'm missing someone I'm missing someone bad did you cry at your mom's funeral Mark because I think I might have to kill my mom and he's like whoa dude that's homicide what? and he's like I've killed before. I'll do it again. Mark's like, no way, not this time, bitch. And then he grows a pair and grabs a pair of scissors and holds it up to Henry's throat. I'll fucking do it, man. I'm crazy, Henry. And, of course, Wallace runs in. He's like, Mark, what the fuck are you doing, you crazy bastard? And he's like, i got to get the <laughs> evil out of him. And he's like, take it easy, <laughs> Willis. I'm going to lock you in yeah. my study where you can't hurt anybody. I'm going to lock you in a
0: room with a lot of glass
2: so you, he can't escape. <laughs> Where you definitely can't touch your wrists with any broken glass that you might find in this dead. Don't worry about it. So we see, all of a sudden we see a minivan, I'm like, is that fucking Jack? Is his dad arriving in a minivan? What happened to the Jeep? No, it's actually Susan, who arrives home in the most button-ish I've ever seen in my entire life. There was like 89 buttons on this fucking peacoat. Like, Jesus Christ. Maine. Then anyway, she arrives home, and Henry's like, Hey, Mom, let's go for a walk. We can go into the woods. Maybe you can visit Kill Yourself Cliff. And she's like, yep, let's go. There's just so Sounds much like excitement going on. So back in the study, Mark grabs a chair and straight up just throws it through a window. And then all of a sudden, we see Dr. Davenport arriving with Wallace, and they try to grab onto him. But, of course, he's a little kid, slips through him very easily, and then chases after Susan and Henry. I love the fact that Dr. Davenport just kind of half-assed goes, oh, my God. <laughs> yes. As well as tries her grandma to mark. She should have been holding up a fucking needle, of like a sedative or something like that. That would have been fucking awesome. She's like, get him in the neck. He's like, We'll calm him down. We'll put him in a kid coma. Kid comas last for a day here. Just ask Connie. She was in one. That's right. I got out the next day. No brain damage, ma. <laughs> you know, because we never fucking see Connie again anyway. She just fucks off and disappears right into kid heaven. You know, We see her laying in bed at one point, but that's it. So... Um, on their walk, Susan asks Henry if he killed Richard, and he replies, so what if I did? And she's like, oh, fuck, he did. He did. He definitely fucking killed my kid. <laughs> and she tells him that they can go get him help, but Henry isn't all about that nun house lifestyle. He's like, you'll never catch me, Mom. And fucking he just takes off, and Susan's like, but wait, we have so much more talking to do. And then she chases him right up to kill herself, Quiz. He's nowhere to be seen. And she's like, oh, my God, what if he jumped? He's like, I'm right here. And he charges after her and knocks <laughs> her right off the cliff. And I'm like, oh, shit, he fucking committed the perfect murder. But no, she saves herself and she somehow clings to the cliff. And as she's climbing back up, Mark shows up and he's like, all right, let's go. And now they just have that fucking fight that kids always have where they just kind of roll around on the ground. Like there's no punches thrown. There's no knees to the balls. It's just they just kind of go, eh, eh, and they fucking just roll around on the ground. I'm like, yeah, see, nobody taught these kids how to fight. See, that's what I need to go to schools for. Teach these fucking 12-year-olds how to fight. This is how you throw a punch. This is how you knee him in the fucking balls. Like, you know, stop rolling around and grabbing other's hair. It's stupid. Nothing's going to get accomplished really? in these right. fights. You know, I would make a good living doing that, traveling from school to school, teaching kids how to beat the fuck out of each other. And you know what? The teacher yeah. would be proud of me. They'd be like, you know what? He has his own parking space, every school he goes to. King of horror, Andy G, kick-ass expert perfect job. But, of course, uh, I'd probably get fired after a day because <laughs> I would just get annoyed okay. with the kids and I would just start kicking at myself. But no, you know, I digress on future job employment uh, doing that. But anyway, Susan makes it back up the cliff just as Mark and Henry tumble off the cliff. Susan grabs on to both of the boys, but she's not going to be able to save them both. So she's got a real Sophie's choice to make in this particular moment. While Henry's just going, "Mom, pull me up. I love you. You know, give me your other hand, Mom. Just do it now." Uh, she waits for about collectively fifteen seconds before she just lets fucking Henry fall to his death. You know, Don't! like a, you know, <laughs> And no, all the way down, <laughs> fucking until he crashes into the water, um, and he's gone. And she just grabs up Mark and hugs him close. And then we hear a voiceover from Mark, who's now back at home in Arizona. He just sucked right off to the desert, and he talks about how he doesn't think about Henry, he thinks about Susan and wonders if she'd make the same choice if she had to do it all over again. But he'll never ask. And then we cue the whimsical music as we cut the credits. But yes. my question is, what the situation must be like at home after that fucking happens? When Susan <laughs> shows up with Mark, no Henry. Hey, uh, honey, where's Henry? Uh, well, see, the thing is, uh, he is psychotic, and I let him fall to his death. Oh, really? Okay. Well, Dr. Davenport, now you have two patients. Uh, you know, I have I'm the spirit to...
1: of Mark's mother inside of me. So I oh, my God, what an ending that will be. Mark instead of <laughs> our son. <laughs>
2: yeah. So okay. clearly I made the right choice because Henry not my son. Mark is my son. And he's like, wait, so you're actually his mom and not my wife, Susan? That's right. Could we have a threesome where you act like both? Sure. It's me. Anything <laughs> goes here. It's got to be the weirdest fucking conversation. So what happened to Henry? Now, Dead. <laughs>
0: now, I do want to sit there and say uh, the, the whole clifting at the end, was very very cool because like looking it up on IMDb and all that kind of shit, they actually mm-hmm. hung off that cliff. They actually did the stunt of hanging off that 180 foot cliff. There's a the shitload of wires and all that kind of stuff, and yeah, the the two of them actually hung off. And then and then when you then? see Cul- yes, when you see Macaulay Culkin uh, drop off the cliff. That's actually Macaulay Culkin actually dropping off the cliff. They rigged up wires and shit like that to where the first 30 feet of the fall, he, he, that was actually him falling off the cliff.
2: He should have kept going.
0: Now, that was also done. Like that,
1: that, those scenes were filmed in, like, Minnesota or, some, or yeah. something like that. I know yeah. That wasn't up north. You can tell, you know, it's always fun because every time we were at a kill yourself cliff, you can tell that that was not the Atlantic Ocean because anybody that's ever oh, seen yeah. the Atlantic Ocean knows that it's never that calm.
2: <laughs> I it was like the calmest <laughs> fucking water I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, what? <laughs> it's like glass. Like, you know. So then they had to show it at the end. They're like, oh, look, it's really choppy down here. Look how choppy the water is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why <laughs> you? It's not that fucking ocean. Oh, just... hey, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's some fucking choppy hey. water right there. Hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, the fucking water. But see, if look at the choppy see water If, Coconut, if they had
0: fucked up, and Maca- if Macaulay Culkin had dropped all the way, then we wouldn't have gotten saved. Which is a movie I actually really do like that he's in.
2: Oh, I saw that uh, one. Yeah,
1: I, I, I'll go. I'll go with never being able to see Party Monster, which is a really good movie that he did.
2: Oh God, Party Monster is so fucking good. Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. got fucking cooler when he became older, and he made some cool like fucking choices with his fucking movies. Got, got away from yeah. his parents. That's what he did. Well, <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, so he he's embraced like, his weirdness. <clears throat> That's what he did. Yes, he did. He fully yeah.
1: embraced the fact that you know what, I'm fucking weird. And I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. fucking own it because nobody nobody's ever gonna hire me seriously anyway, so if I'm gonna be a fucking gimmick, I might as well be the gimmick that I wanna be.
2: And I have no problem with I'm here for fucking weird McCoy Colgan. Like, you know. I, I can't say that for fucking his other brothers who fucking just make stupid movies, like, you know, bad choices like uh, Igby goes down. I saw that movie and I was like, See, hey, this is what McCoy's the fucking moneymaker in the family. Like these, these other Culkin's, they just don't have it, you know? Whoa, I mean, you it no. One of them was awesome in uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the with, World. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, Rory Culkin. I think that was him. That was in uh, yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, that was some
1: fucking classic shit right there, man. That was some funny, funny he stuff. He had
2: some good lines. Yeah, I think his name, yeah, he was the roommate, yeah. I just uh, was like one Jay They sing the song? Over,
1: <laughs> yeah. Always looking to bag dudes.
2: <laughs> yep. Always, Michael he hooks up with the, the girls date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this next song is for the guy up there. We hate you. We hope you die. It's not a race, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, all right. All right. So with that being said, that was the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week, the good son. Next week, Ghoul, it is your film pick. What are we talking about next week on the show? Uh, oh, guess what?
1: Guess, guess who has not realized that it was his film pick next week? Me! The Dean? I did have some. I did have We're going to be planned, watching My Girl. Um, but uh, that, that changed. He can't see without his glasses. He needs his glasses. Okay? He can't see without them. Keep away from bees. Um No, that, that, that changed upon upon finding out that the Dean wasn't going to be with us next week. Um, mm-hmm. so, My girl, too? Oh, see, I guess that kind of sucks. You know what? We're going to have to do it without Dean because I want the monkey in on it, and the monkey won't be with us Yay. after that. So... Um, all right, guess guess what? The dean is gonna miss out on what's gonna be a very fun episode. It's what the king has been waiting for. We are going to watch uh-huh, terrifier too. Oh no oh. Oh! Why, did have, why did it have to be Terrifier too? Why did it have we to be terrifier too? We don't need All Saints Day or whatever fucking movie he came from. We're just going to dive right on in, right into the, into the piss-filled fucking world that is part that is of <laughs> the cloud.
0: All right. I can at least say now I've seen it. So, all right.
2: Fuck it. We'll do oh, it. Well, I'm going to – damn, I'm going to have to watch this quick because it leaves prime in eight days. So, yeah, I'm going to have to okay. do this on my day yeah. off on Friday. Yeah, no. and, and sit down
1: because it's long. It's 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 a long one, man.
2: Yeah, god damn it! It's two hours and 18 minutes. That no, that's that's what. This movie. <laughs> yeah, is two hours and 18. <laughs> it's, it's, Jesus it's fucking a Christ!
1: Fucking splatter movie I've ever heard, dude. It's fucking stupid how long that film is.
2: God, it's like the good sentence, like an hour and 21 minutes. Fucking this movie's going to fucking, oh, so man. I, I'm actually looking forward to fucking my narration because it's not going to be great. <laughs> it's, it's not going to be very good. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, as the years closing out and things are closing. Yeah, let's, let's just fucking do Terrifier 2. Why not? All right, we're <laughs> going to talk about the the, the classic two-hour and 18-minute epic that is Terrifier 2, directed by Daniel Leone next week on the show. Sorry, Dean. I'm sure he's really fucking bummed that he's gonna miss this one. <laughs> not the monkey. He's excited. <laughs> oh, Already I am good.
0: like, I am like, yeah, I'm like rock hard over here.
2: <laughs> I know. I can uh, hear it from here. i yeah, pants yeah, getting fucking tighter. Yeah, <laughs> hey, <the monkey's> <laughs> All right, so we will do that next week. All right, monkeys, go ahead and sign yourself <laughs> off, and happy Thanksgiving. Oh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thanks for listening. Good night, everybody. All right, ghoul, cool. You fucking lovable bastard with your fucking Terrifier 2 pick. Go ahead and sign yourself off. <laughs>
1: it's been the year of torture yep, and pain. Uh, we,
2: we've yep, given man. you
1: cartoons. <laughs> we, we, we're giving you Terrifier. You know what, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving. Be thankful for all that you have. Be thankful for all, all of the pain. That, that the King has suffered this year and, and just, just know, King that next
2: year will hopefully be better for you. Maybe. I certainly hope so. And it's just, it's wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for a lot of things and I'm thankful for, for, I'm not thankful for Terrifier 2, but I am thankful for a lot of things. I just I love the fact that I, I make my picks as like revenge picks, and I'm like fuck it, picks. I love this movie, so we're gonna talk about it. And then the guys are like, "Well, unless you really like it? It's not a revenge pick." I'm like, "God damn it! I gotta fucking try harder next time." So yeah, I don't know if I can do any better than *Terrifier* two, but <laughs> we'll we'll see in December when it comes around to being my pick. Uh, but of course, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody out there who celebrates. Hail yourselves, hail odorous, hail Satan. Watch horror movies, keep America strong. We'll see you back here next week. Send your thoughts and prayers after I get done with Terrifier 2.
1: Stay thankful.